I want the people to know that they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad. Come on, Einstein, give me something. Perfect. Let's leave it at that. Hello, <laughs> and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What's going on, everybody? Is that really how you're going to start this out? That is how I'm going to Got to clear that throat, man. Yeah. They say, isn't that what uh, a lot of singers do? They like gargle with uh, olive oil, I've heard, and oh, honey. Oh, God. Lemon, lemon. Olive oil? Lemon, that would be lemon terrible. thinks it would be the worst. I used to. I used to take tea with lemon. Yeah, I know <laughs> singers do that. They drink tea with lemon. When I, I was sing, I sang in a band for 10 years, and for the first two, I would blow my voice out every show. Yeah. Really. And then after a while, you you learn how to sing. Hmm. Or not to hurt yourself. Right. Well, don't drop before the end of the pod. That's all we say. <laughs> we'll get you something. Yeah, so, there, there's some singing on here later we'll discuss. There might be some singing. I got one with some singing on it. What do you mean? You don't have these picks. These are all our picks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, today we're, we're doing our director's pod. Oh, before that, I want to talk a little bit about a director's. Uh, we went on a Fast Day with Films field trip and to see and there'll be no spoilers on this so no one freak out uh <laughs> you don't justin looks like he's gonna spoil Justin's it. Gonna, <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil it i'm just gonna <laughs> rip it uh we went and all and saw the brand new quentin tarantino movie once upon a time in hollywood and me and dave absolutely loved it i loved it to the point where i'm going to see it tomorrow again and it's probably on my top 50 list of all-time favorite films wow and it's Second, just to Pulp Fiction, which is probably in my top ten. It's probably uh, on my top five list of worst movies I've ever seen. It's interesting the the differences <laughs> that people can get because of the movies. Doesn't sound like you guys have a lot of <laughs> room to bridge well, and I was, meet somewhere in the middle. That sounds kind of extreme. The thing is, though, and I, I just got to get this out of the way. The acting was great. The actors were great. The cinematography was great. It, you know what I mean? Like, But for me, the story was the most boring fucking thing I've ever sat through. It and just, I talked to Dave that me and Dave could have easily sat for another two hours. Yeah. I, they, there's a point in the movie where they're just go Didn't through. you enjoy the scenes that were on there? I mean, it's like kind of watching and like, who did Mulholland Drive? David Lynch. Yeah, there's yeah. a story of that Well, movie. David Lynch is a different type of director that most people don't like either because you have to kind of enjoy I, Listen, I get where he's coming from. No, I, I get from. because you don't I totally like, do. You like, you don't I like think they movies. could have taken an hour out of it and it would have been a much better movie. I, I think absolutely you couldn't because there was so much of a build there between... I think people went in there with uh, the wrong expectations. People think it's going to be this action-filmed movie about the Manson family, and he said over and over again, that's not what this is. This is about two struggling actors and during 1969 and the different interactions they have with people. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things from the movie is they, at one point for like 40 minutes, it's probably the point you didn't like the most, mm-hmm. is when we just saw what it was in a day in a life of both of Brad Pitt, of Leo uh, uh, DiCaprio, DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, and even the little girl, who was phenomenal in this movie. Who There was a great story afterwards I read that she had no clue who Leonardo DiCaprio was, was thought he was a singer, really? and then uh, acted with him and now knows exactly who he is. That's awesome. Uh, she was great, and, though. Yeah, and we got to see a day in their life of, uh, you've got a struggling actor whose career is at the end. You've got another actor who's 
career never took off the Brad Pitt character. Sharon uh, Tate's character just hit like the best movie she's ever done and she's about to skyrocket and then you're seeing this little girl just start to get into the business and kind of touch a nerve with Leo and we're seeing it how it unfolds out and that's probably what the boring part of the movie because arguably you're not going to be bored by the part when they're on the ranch or uh, obviously we're not going to mention the ending but the last 20 minutes no one's going to be bored with for sure no i mean and we won't go into that but the problem is, is you even if you like the last the, 20 you problems with the last 20 minutes though no 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 no, no. Or, i'm saying i, but I even just don't you, even want to go into that because yeah, yeah. i don't want to spoil it no for no but, uh, without saying anything th- there were issues you had with the uh I mean, my only issue was is I felt as though he was trying to. Who's the guy who did? Um, See, you said that to me too. Yeah. Uh, you know that uh, that Quentin's I, been doing this forever. But right? his type of gore is different. Like the the dude from. Well, that's why I don't think you can compare the two because the you're talking about the guy I, from Brawl in ninety. And uh, I feel Cell like that's what he was trying to go for, rather than being himself. No, you know I, what I, mean? I disagree completely because. The director, if you watch Brawl in '99, mm-hmm. those effects are horrible. They are horrible. You, it's like a dummy. It's like they stuck this. I didn't mind this, it though. Yeah, it didn't yeah. take no, me no. out of it. And I'm and when I'm talking about this, that's still one of my more uh, favorite movies of recent uh, memory. But if mm. you go back and you look uh, right before that uh, character got shot in the head at the yeah. end, they, <coughs> they took a Macy's dummy and yeah. they stuck it in front of the camera. They mm. almost had to because if they had seen shown that's, that, that's it why been I exploitation could, film. That's why I couldn't make the comparison it. because uh, Quentin will go fucking balls out and what I liked is he did it pretty quick like there wasn't much violence but that looked the guy got beat up the guy got beat up at the ranch that was good and then the violence at the end I'll just say the mantle you know what I mean the mantle I loved it I loved that part of it but I didn't like the way that he did it I didn't like the effect no I see that's the thing is I didn't find it to be realistic oh man I thought that super realistic we could do a frame by frame if we had it yeah I mean when it comes out we'll we'll relook at it Uh, I I totally get where Justin's coming from and the thing is is I wouldn't discourage anybody from seeing it. Like, you know what I mean? You wouldn't like Barry Lydon either. <laughs> yeah, no, there's certain movies I know you wouldn't like, and we wouldn't even bother introducing it to you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as far as, I mean, when one person says it's on their top five and one person says it's on their <coughs> bottom five, <laughs> yeah. then... I'll, I'll just, I, the best way I can put it is, is that it's a good movie that I didn't like. Because but when you go back, when you look at if you if it's a good movie you didn't like, that can't be the bottom five. I think you're trying to be well. That's true too. I can't I, be I on agree the bottom. There's five. some garbage out there that you. It was a see. struggle for me to sit through that movie. I get it. I, I could not of, believe that the time was over when it was over. I thought it was like an hour that had passed. That's how I, we'll say gone fishing when you saw it in the theater. Well, gone fishing, I just didn't think it was funny. That was right. That was but the you got up and left within fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah, I, it was like I would have done. I would have done the same. You know, like, and you probably would have regretted missing that ending, though. But I also could have just come back in and seen it and gone, well, "Okay, I understand." I, I think you're not giving enough about validity to how amazing those scenes were in the middle that you want to get cut out, though. Mm. There's some really great <laughs> stuff that goes. Sounds like you guys hold back. <laughs> well, there's some really unbelievably layered shit on right there. This will win best screenplay. There's no way in the world this won't win best screenplay. And it, I agree. It'll probably uh, get. It'll Leonardo DiCaprio will get nominated. I think Brad Pitt will win. This is the best Brad Pitt. Somebody told me I he said seen. this is his last movie. Who? Quentin? Brad Pitt. Ah, uh, no, no, that's a lie. That's I, a lie. Yeah. That ain't gonna happen. Yeah. I hope not. He's he just was, getting no, He's got Ad Aster comes out in like a month. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> that uh, well, astronaut movie. I loved him in. Uh, um, that, Pirates of the Caribbean. No. 
Was he in Pirates? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> was he in Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> he gets it now. <laughs> well, I was also trying to remember the movie. But, oh, sorry. <laughs> but continue. Steve Carell won the finance one. Uh, oh, the, the Big, big short. short. Big Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His character in The Big Short was great. I'm, I'm glad that Brad Pitt's finally old enough to do that character mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I love it. He's that type of actor he's, with Leo. Leo he's almost did like it, Robert Redford. But I think now. Leo like did it 10 years before Redford. Brad Pitt did. He did. Where, where oh, yeah, yeah. He started coming out and you're like, oh, I think shit, Leonardo everybody. DiCaprio probably has better acting chops than Brad, uh, Brad Pitt. I, I believe by, so. by only a little bit. Only by a little bit. They're both really good. But like it I took said, longer for Brad Pitt to come into his own. Brad Pitt was so good. That stuff with him with Bruce Dern. Man, I thought that stuff was powerful as shit. Do you know that girl that sent him in there was Dakota Fanning? I found that out, yeah. I found <laughs> Crazy, that out after right? I could not fucking believe and it. And Lena Dunham was one of the girls I in there. I recognize her as I, soon I, as I I couldn't believe her. it when I, saw, I heard her voice because I had seen that whole series, Girls, so it surprised me that they put her in there. And uh, Uma Thurman's daughter. Yeah, Uma Thurman's it? daughter. That was the one that uh, didn't want to stay for the murders and got in the car and took off. Oh, She's okay. from Stranger Things. but that's the, girl, the girl that was in the car with him? Uh, which one? The dark-haired girl. The dark-haired girl he picked up... Th- Oh on the yeah, third yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's twenty four. Yeah, she's famous in some. <laughs> really? She looks, yeah, yeah. Wow. She looks about that young. I thought. All right. So what? We're gonna go back on track here. We're gonna talk about some director because this is a director series, and we've already done Quentin. So go back and listen to our Quentin <laughs> pod. It does not include <laughs> this thing that I'll probably add. Maybe to you the can end of the Quentin add it. Yeah, you can, add it. <laughs> you can have like yeah. blank slots for yeah. movies yeah. that come up later. Hell's yeah! But we're gonna continue our director's pod now. If you guys had to guess, <laughs> how many director's pods do you think we've done? What number is this one? I saw you bob your head six times. I was so. going to say seven. What would you say? I said six. This will be our eighth. Oh, I, can, didn't, can I you, missed that last now head bob. Now, can you name yeah. them? I cannot. Oh, no. Scorsese, Carantino. Um, Spielberg. Um, Spielberg. Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers. getting close. Um, Fincher. Oh, two more. Uh, Who's that one that did Corn? No, we didn't do Corman. What's Who that? did 12 Monkeys? Twelve monkeys. And, that's uh, Terry Gilliam. Terry we didn't do Gilliam. that. We, we didn't. didn't? That. I thought no. we did. Um, that's all I can think of. Hold on. There's one more, right? Two more. Two more. Two more. Um, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Nope. We didn't do him yet. Zombie Give leper pirates. <laughs> that's your hint. Zombie leper pirates. Zombie Don't you remember where that was? That came from. It came from Goonies. No, it came from the fog. Oh, okay. I don't know. Who any, did the fog? I don't know. The fog is You're done. You're both by done. Fire! <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Carpenter. Yeah. John oh, okay. Carpenter. His favorite and, actor. And then what the last, his favorite director? Uh, Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. Oh, uh, okay. So. I would have yeah. got Oliver Stone eventually. <laughs> eventually. In like an we hour. Don't or two. <laughs> we don't have that much time. We don't have that much time, dude. Well, I would have just shot it out in the middle of the pod. <laughs> but today. <laughs> Oliver Stone! Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we get to talk about the great Tim Burton, man. Uh, I love Tim Burton, man. He's just talk about somebody that has a style and a look yeah. and a love for certain actors that kind of get him. <laughs> and not to mention that, let's talk. Uh, this could also be like the Tim Burton and Danny Johnny. Elfman pod. Oh yeah, almost more than that because Danny Elfman. There's only like could, two on this I list mean, that Danny Elfman. There's two other people the, could be. Yeah, Johnny Depp and, yeah, uh, and uh, what's uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah. But Helena didn't start until the last four. 
Oh, really? Which yeah. is funny. Yeah. It seems like... she feels like she's been in all of them. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bunch I didn't put on this list that she is it, on those two. Is on like, we, I picked, I put, picked like, a, a good 14 on this list that we could give a good roundabout about Tim Burton. Now, I have an interesting story I should tell about Tim Burton uh, beforehand. You I met think him? I mentioned it. No, I did not meet him. Uh, but oh, did, the art exhibit. Yeah, the art exhibit. Yeah. I should mention it. If, if I'm going to tell any story, I've mentioned it before on the pod, but it seems wrong not to mention it on the Tim Burton pod. And my wife and I went to, and it was almost like 10 years ago, I think. On yeah. a night just like 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was 2010. That's a great intro to <laughs> the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the night was sultry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're going off his movie. Yeah. Yeah. i got to stick to him. Uh, <laughs> like, you want to get nuts? Yeah. Let's get nuts. That's a Tim Burton line. Yeah. Uh, but uh, So me and my wife were in New York, and we just happened to be there uh, when the MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, was... Uh, showcasing Tim Burton's collection for like, I guess it was a month. They were they had it there for a month. It was his own private collection. He brought it there, or he had his people brought it stuff there. Stuff he had commissioned or stuff uh, stuff did, that he's done himself. He stuff himself. that he had commissioned. Stuff from the films, uh, the stop motion stuff from uh, all his different uh, movies. Yeah. At that time, it was just Nightmare Before Christmas, I think. And uh, he's a merchanting genius. He, he did have stuff. Genius. Well, yeah. well, no, he, that stuff isn't for sale. I mean. I don't know if I would consider him that because he doesn't have many toys. Well, his, all the ones stuff. from like Nightmare Before Batman, Christmas. Batman, maybe, but yeah. I don't know how much that goes to him. I was thinking, more than DC. I, I was thinking about the one he was talking yeah. about. Yeah. Which one? Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. You see he only produced. That. You see all kinds. T-shirts. He didn't direct he's that. Still. He didn't direct he didn't? that movie. That's why it has a it has a little star right next well, to you, it. The, the, yeah, the listeners can't there. see the damn star. You can't either. Yeah, right? I can see it. I can see it's it halfway down the page. Well, then you should know. <laughs> but yeah, he produced that, but that's got his stamp all over it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we get to go into this great exhibit. If you bought tickets, you get to. I think you had to pay an extra ten dollars to do the Tim Burton thing, so we definitely did. And uh, people were like Nazis there with taking pictures, mm-hmm. like screaming at people. And my girl, she. She's she used to she taking can do it pictures. from the hip. Yeah, yeah. She, that's exactly what she does. She takes it. She doesn't want to make herself ever when we're on vacation a spectacle yeah. to like stand in the middle of the road and take pictures. So yeah. She's a master at just taking pictures on the fly where no one uh, knows she is. Uh-huh. So this she was like her, a, she get her frame up. This was like good a challenge though? for her. Does she get her frame ups? Uh, from yeah. the hip? No, it looked good. Uh, so we have like 20 pictures of his stuff. I don't know why he didn't want to get pictures in there, but I guess in case he wanted to do you the want exhibit again. want people to come or, and pay 10 bucks to yeah. go see yeah. it. Or in how many t- more times he's going to do it because well, he's people, probably added to that collection. People could make prints and sell them. Yeah. You know. But the guys in there were screaming at people. We saw him scream at some woman and everything. Uh, That's just and they did yell at, to hear they yelled at Christina. You know how much it echoes at a museum? <laughs> museum. Yeah. It was like seven different rooms we were walking between, too. And the opening to it was like a Tim Burton, like huge, like. Uh, Beetlejuice type uh, mouth that you walked into and the floor was this spiral kind of thing that was very typical of Tim Burton and uh, my girl did get yelled at once and she put (laughs) she put her phone down at uh, or I guess she had her camera she must have used her phone uh until we got to the next room and she just took all sorts of pictures. <laughs> no security to, guard in that room. I'll have to pull those up, though. But it was fun. It was fun to see his mind. And I've seen so many pictures. I am on Twitter on one of these, like, history and films type uh, accounts that 
tweets pictures every once in a while, and I saw recently one of him when he was like 11 years old at Halloween, and he's wearing this huge Jack Skelton type costume. Really? Like it's something that he created way back then, and uh, all the different stuff from his youth. So he's been kind of had this mind. Do you know about him before he was a director, or when? He well, just being because he was he was just doing. He was that kind of dorky kid who was into weird stuff and weird artwork. How old is he when his first movie came out? Well, 1984. Yeah, you'd have to look up how old he is. Uh, Google the man. Google the man. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, his first movie was, and we'll go right off here, is uh, 1984's, and it's a short movie that was Frankenweenie. So mm-hmm. that was kind of what got him noticed. He did a short film called Vincent, and then he did Frankenweenie. Vincent was a like mad scientist type thing. and uh, uh, Or it was Victor, because it was the Victor Frankenstein thing. And the character, do you guys remember seeing the, the 84 Frankenweenie short? Not, not the I, animated. They recently did like a CGI like a movie. animated movie yeah. about it, mm-hmm. but it originally started as this 25-minute short, and he got Shelley Duvall, uh, Daniel Stern, played the parents. The little kid was Daryl, also the kid from NeverEnding Story. Oh, wow. uh, and then he got, uh, I don't know if you D, a, D period, A period. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that <laughs> And uh, one of the guys from Seinfeld, you ever watched the random Seinfeld episode? Where yes. he got stuck with a guy's dog on the airplane and he had to take him home? Uh-uh. And he was like drunk through the whole episode. No. He, he was this funny old school character actor. So he played the neighbor. And it was basically the telling of Frankenstein from a kid's point of view at the very beginning of the movie they're just playing with it's like a Spuds McKenzie dog was that a bull terrier I yeah. think and uh, they, he runs into the street you hear the uh, the smash of the car and everything and they have to bury him so he digs him up and he does a mad scientist type thing to, to, to the point where they even <laughs> there's a great scene if you watch the old Frankenstein where the uh, the guy who plays Victor Frankenstein and the lightning's going off and his head whips to the right and his head whips to the uh, to the left in a different uh, frame and Tim Burton had that kid do that same look when it was happening <laughs> and he lowered the dog and the dog was literally just the bull terrier with like painted stitches on him and everything <laughs> it was completely fine uh he didn't kill people or stuff like that people would see him in shadows and be like scared uh, shitless of him and they describe him as being eight feet tall and yeah. everything and it was really great and uh the it was a great prelude to edward scissorhands which we'll get to because it was the same type of story that the town was completely freaked out by Frank and Weenie. Mm-hmm. And then he told a lot in 24 minutes. And at the very end, Frank and Weenie ended up uh, dying, but the town's like, we can't let them die. And they bring their cars up and they hook their car batteries <laughs> up to the bolts in his yeah. neck, and they bring him back to life and he's wagging his tail. And That's awesome. Yeah, it's really, really funny, man. Dem- he's a, he, Tim Burton seems like a big kid to me. Yeah. 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 Like, you're not surprised by anything he's going to do mm-hmm. because he's. No, he's, he's that dorky big, kid that you went kid. to high school with that you could always tell was going to be making movies or and doing artwork and stuff like that. And he probably listened to some Cure. Oh. He's very, <laughs> he does kind of <laughs> look very gothy, gothy kind of guy. His taste in women is kind of gothy, too. Isn't he married to Hell? I don't think they're party? technically married. I think they're doing the Kurt Russell they're doing thing. The, uh, but they started uh, dating uh, during Planet of the Apes, so 2001. So he's been with her for 18 years, I think, and put her in a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> you, got that, you got that age over there? 60. 60. 60, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. That's crazy. So 84. So 14 years younger than me. Yeah. So she was born in 59. 
So how old he was he in 84? 69, 79, yeah, 26. Yeah, 26. So he was like 26 years old when he did Frankenweenie. So he probably came out and of then, art school. So and... one year later, and this is a great example where two amazing artists come together and they bring their kind of uniqueness, they fuse it together to create something unique. And probably one of the best examples of that is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I mean, you got Never Pee-wee, you got Pee-wee Herman who had been doing his stand-up. With, he was a prop comic. Yeah. He was a complete prop comic. And uh, and this was before... I'm pretty <laughs> sure this was... Before, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was before the show, right? Uh, I think the show came out first. I think the first. show came out first. Damn, I don't... I didn't think so. But yeah, check out the dates for the show. Justin's got it working for today. Uh, <laughs> it should but, be on his page if you just go to... But you should pull up the early stuff before like his show, just his stage routine and everything. It's really funny. He has a couple like crude jokes in there and everything, mm-hmm. but you could tell that most of his stuff could be tailored for kids, so it was yep. perfect. And uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, we were... I was like <laughs> nine years old, uh, about to be ten, so I was like the perfect age for this type of such a unique... Show. Comedy. So Pee Wee's Playhouse came out in '86. So oh, it was right after, after. Yeah. I knew that this kind of launched that thing uh, because this really did have point. a lot of. And you right. could go. Paul gets one point. <laughs> you could go through this movie and you could you could pinpoint what's the Pee Wee Herman stuff and what is the Tim Burton stuff. Mm-hmm. You see Large Marge, holy crap, that's Tim Burton. Right. Uh, you think the weird kind of designs of all the different places and the uh, shots that he have, it's completely Tim Burton. The, how the clown becomes evil after his car, uh, bike is stolen and he's laughing at <laughs> yeah. It's like complete Tim Burton shit. All uh, the stuff that could mildly disturb a kid <laughs> is almost The giant the dinosaur stuff. that they watched the movie in. Yeah. The... Yeah. Um, that sequence that you like at the end when he's walking through all the different frames. Oh, if I have to jump to anything when I it's just awesome. got to put Pee Wee uh, Big Adventure on, my favorite stuff is to when he gets to the Warner Brothers lot. Yeah, if you play gets it from there back. all the way through the pet shop, yes, it, it's like the comes best out with chunk. the snakes. Yeah, ah! yeah. <laughs> the snakes in his hand. He unleashes the chimp so he can help him first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so much fun. What's your favorite thing about uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure? My favorite thing about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I like, I like just random scenes. The Marge, large Marge scene is definitely the greatest one. You'd pause it. You try to sit yeah, there absolutely. and pause to get her because it didn't. Ha- it happened quick. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you didn't yeah. know. And that's why it, you jump out of your seat because up to that point, that mo- movie hadn't shown in almost any of that. No, I mean there was that great scene, and I love the scene where the ex-con picks him up. The guy oh yeah, 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 yeah. times, yeah. And when they fall down, but I remember when he uses the glasses. When you, when you watch that movie again, it's almost like it's a James Bond film. They make fun of it at the end in that type of way. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you watch it, and he goes to the magician guy, and the magician guy is he's like Q. The magician guy gives him all the stuff that he is going to use huh. to do this. He gives him the goggles. He gives him the trick gum that he gives to Francis. He gives him almost everything the uh, the bow tie and everything. Huh. Hey, did you ever hear? Hear the commentary on this? No, I'm wondering if it's uh, it because that would be one. pretty interesting. If, in, Have you listened to any world? of his commentaries before? <sighs> That's a good question. I've listened to a lot of commentaries and. I don't think I have listened to a Tim Burton commentary. It could be true that he did, hasn't put any out, but man, there's a movie coming a big, up that a, I would a love Pee-wee's to Big hear Adventure that. one would be hmm. great. Mr. Herman paging, paging Mr. Herman. Herman. You Is that your favorite telephone at call at the front desk? <laughs> I love that shit. Oh god, <laughs> that or where they're watching. <laughs> well, he's the movie. walking through the drive-in theater, and everybody that yeah, was during his say, adventure, yeah. he's like hand out candy and yeah. snow cones. Yeah, and he was trying to talk in French, and he was like, "Blue, blue, blue, blue." Oh, when he's up on the screen, you got James Brolin and Morgan Fairchild playing him and Dottie, a rebel. <laughs> I love that girl who played Dottie in this. I had a crush yeah. on her when I was younger. Who was she? The girl that was the singer 
during uh, oh, yeah, One Crazy yeah, yeah. Summer. Yeah, she was, she was on yeah. The Voice a couple of years ago. That's right. I think yeah. you had mentioned that before. Yeah. It's interesting. It, it's such a fun movie, but it, it's also tailored to kids, but it has an element in it that if adults are watching it, they can get some serious kind of enjoyment out of it. Because, I mean, I think even our dad liked it, but everyone realized... Like if you just put it, if you put it on and you watch the fir- the beginning of it when he's making breakfast and everything, you probably are like, oh my, yeah, cereal. He's pulling. I remember there has a mistake in this movie where they didn't frame up one shot right. So when he's chaining his bike up and he's pulling the chains up out of his basket, yeah, oh yeah. The basket doesn't have a hole in the bottom, yeah. and they left the frame like a little too long, so you can see the frame. <laughs> oh, that's you can awesome. see the chains coming up, and he's. Uh, and I remember watching that over and over. <laughs> I love the scene where he goes to Francis's house. Oh, yes, absolutely. Francis love- is busy, <laughs> busy doing what? Yeah, taking Francis a bath. Is taking his bath. Yeah. Oh, really? Where are they hosing him down? <laughs> <laughs> Even better, I, I love the when you he can put Pee Wee in there. He knocks on the door. <laughs> I love when he knocks on the door and. Uh, that big uh, Asian professor guy. Tanaka. Yeah, 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 when he yeah. opens the door and he, he sees that he put that fake. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's some Bugs Bunny shit. Yeah. Where did yeah. he get that thing? That's he didn't so have great. that thing. Oh, <laughs> he showed man. up there with nothing in his. That pocket. wasn't his first trip to the match. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's he keeping it? He's got like those endless pockets. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's, it's such for. a fun movie, man. And I mean, really, it just kicks off from there. I think that did so well for Tim that they gave him. And this was like three years <laughs> later. His next movie and. Uh, at this point, we're, we're going in a row of actually ones I, that he had done. I heard a good story about P.B. Herman. Uh, <laughs> I heard one, too, I but I don't know if we should talk no, about it. No, no. Please explain. <laughs> so he was on the set with Johnny Depp. Oh, different story. And, Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> and Bobcat Goldplate in Blow. In Blow, yeah. And, and Bobcat Goldplate said this in his, in his stand-up. Mm. He said, I thought it would be funny so I, to break the ice. He's like... Is there anybody here that isn't on parole? Because <laughs> oh, he was on parole for like. Remember, uh, Bobcat lit the Tonight Show on fire the during couch. a live performance. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, you he, pull that up. It's funny. He oh, got wow. arrested. Uh, J- he had to go on probation. It was Jay, and Jay was not happy about it. Wow. Yeah, but then people don't realize how much pull he. Pee Wee Herman <laughs> at the time had his yeah. problems. Yes. And Johnny Depp was on parole for something. Yeah. It was career too, suicide so. for Bobcat. He had to like go back to like little clubs and shit after that. No yeah. more police academy. No more shit. He, that was beyond police academy. This that was beyond Shakes the Clown. So yeah. he was already kind of teetering tottering on a well, career. He's got a big stand up Oh yeah, yeah. And he's a director. Yeah, he's coming back. He's now. directed a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I don't know any of this stuff. Anyways, I think he directed Shakes the Clown. <laughs> <laughs> uh Pee Wee Herman. But yeah, you jump forward. Uh, Are you skipping around? Are you going in order? No, I'm going in order. It feels like it's a it's a good and it ends on a really strong one too. It kind of shows his great progression between using sure. kind of similar actors because at some point he meets Johnny Depp, you know, and he does his stuff in the same with Helena. <laughs> Do <a> both uh, <laughs> equally wackadoos? <laughs> yeah, or they just uh, you know some of these people you, you would just imagine because it's not just the, uh, those two. There's there's so many Jeffrey Jones is on a lot of these pictures. Uh, and we'll name a lot of these actors as we, as we go on. Michael Keaton, obviously, and this is the first one we get to see Michael Keaton, is the brilliant Beetlejuice. This is his third movie, or his fourth movie? It's his third movie. If you, almost if his you second count. movie, if, you count, if you're not counting Frank and Weenie. 
This movie was awesome. Oh my god! Hell yes! It I was. watch it once a year. Up north, we were we had it. I remember renting it for the first time, and I was so friggin' excited. And I must have watched. You it. were a huge Michael Keaton fan. Anyways. Oh yeah, I was just a huge movie fan. Anything that I knew That's was going to be great back then, I yeah. would watch. And there was so many original scripts back then. Yeah. It doesn't seem like that. I watched everything. I don't care what it was. Anything I get my hands on, I would be able to watch. And if I knew my uh, parent wouldn't didn't want me to watch it, I'll watch that. That's on the top of the list. Was this one? I, was it Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This was, and a lot of people forget that Alec Baldwin's in this movie yeah. because he looks so different. Him and Super Gina Davis. Yeah. Gina like, Davis still looks the same, but yeah. Alec is like uh, plumped up nicely. Yeah. Pound for pound, one of uh, he Hollywood's does a great best Trump actors. impression. <laughs> <laughs> I said he does a great Trump oh, impression. Yeah, he does. Every time he says he's going to quit, people pay him and he does more. He won yeah. an Emmy for it uh, or a Gold Globe for it. Did he really? Yeah, on Saturday Night Live. That's fucking As, like, great. As like a guest actor or something. That's awesome. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take pictures of that mail at Trump. He's got a revenue stream for the rest of his life. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, just from all the shows and stuff. Uh, we could easily do an Alec Baldwin pod just on the flicks. But he we're was not in, there but, yet. We're but here. this was it, was it was a great one for Stay him to do, track. you know, because this was back during the time that he would do something like this. I mean, at a certain oh, yeah. point, he started doing some serious stuff. Once he hit, uh, once he hit Hunt for an October, he was yeah. doing all serious shit after that, you know. Coach. I don't think we survived that crash. <laughs> no, the coach survived. He was the only one. Yeah. Uh, and most people, the only complaint they had that this wasn't enough Michael Keaton in it, which is true, but everything yeah. else going on was great. I loved all the stuff with Catherine O'Hara. But it was a perfect movie. Uh, it was. It like, was a You could have had more. Out, uh, you yeah. could have Michael Keaton in it. It's like but... complaining about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood not having enough action. Like, <laughs> you got enough. Deal. I think yeah. he, got, he got off easy. Or, yeah. Pause for rebuke. Yeah, no, yeah. No. I bet he so, was like, nah, I would have. People I would've like what they like. That man. movie, but I'll be no, nice. People like what they like. I, I, the only. That's the only thing. I mean, you can. You can shred it for what you don't like, right? But as far I as, can't take away from, like I said, I would think it would be hard to shred. <laughs> I didn't mean to get this argument. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would, motherfucker, we're in the middle of, we're in the middle of Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Shake, 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 Sinora. Shake, shake your body. body. My wife's favorite scene. Work, 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 I put that scene on. She's like, come on, come on, come on. Otho, I love oh, Otho. Oh man, are the the scene where they're sitting around the dinner table? And uh, yeah, oh, that's so good. What, what's what's the song? Uh, that's come, Mr. Tallyman. Isn't it? No, that's at the. Oh, end. that's the end. That, the yeah. other ones, uh, the Calypso. come, Mr. Tallyman, uh, Tally, Tally me, Banana, yeah, 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 right. which is a really the big, the really cocktail sad song. Shrimp yeah. him up and like, yeah. grab, yeah. grab them in the face and like. <laughs> the first introduction of the first introduction of Michael Keaton. When oh, they first when they call see him? the commercial and oh, then they yeah. well not even oh. that when they get him we're shopping at the same store yeah <laughs> <They're> mono <laughs> that's great yeah that whole seen thing. the just 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it you know a movie is good when it's ultim- when it's endless clips yeah you can yeah. quote this movie yeah. and end- it's what's interesting about it too is it kind of tricks you to think there's more Michael Keaton in it too. When you add it up, he's probably only yeah. in 18 yeah. minutes of the movie yeah. or something like that. But yeah. every 18 minutes that he's in, he's in phenomenal. And there's only one I should mention because of Tim Burton's uh, upcoming flicks. The only one he's got set on IMDb is Beetlejuice 2. So it so, is confirmed? Yeah, it's, on, it's got an, its own IMDb page. Yeah, Good. Nice. So, uh, what was the mother's name again? Clinton Moore, um, Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. Yeah, she was yeah. so good. This yeah. was where she. Made she has. Yeah, gut this she, house. that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let me gut this house and make it my own. I will go crazy and I will take you with me. I will go insane. So, okay. Just leave this. <laughs> I remember this is the movie where I found out what Valium was. 
Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> She's sleeping with Prince Valium tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gross uh, under there? Are you, you like Night of the Living Dead, dead under there? there? I had a crush <laughs> on her probably in this. Not in this movie. <laughs> Not in this movie. Well, she was... Edward Scissorhands. She was kind of goth... Gothy. Yeah, she was a little kind of like uh, dirty hippie gothy, though. Yeah, I thought she was cute. Maybe I like dirty. Maybe. Hey, <laughs> I don't. Maybe <laughs> do what you dig. <laughs> I liked her in Girl Interrupted. <laughs> I thought she looked good. You know, so I have a question. She's maybe a maybe, maybe you know the answer to this because they did a Beetlejuice cartoon for. Oh a while. yeah. Was she, Tim Burton involved in that uh, at all, or did they I just kind of take the so. story? He, got, he went to the bank each week to count that, all the money. So there. Yeah, I'm sure. I think Warner Brothers probably had the right. Uh-huh. I don't know. I bet he keeps a bunch of those stuff. He might, but I, I don't know. Because he's very stylistic. I see him as being. Even if he doesn't, even if the public doesn't think he made a great movie, I'm sure that he loves. Oh no, he but does the movie he wants to do, uh, for sure. And there's some, and people weren't critiquing his movies really that bad. It, there was he could do no wrong up to a certain point, and, and then he started doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it, no, it was just it was still just as great qualities of flick, but it was a little bit different and not to everyone's liking. I think. Yeah. And he just got older, you know. When you're when you're an older, you've got a different story to tell than when you did when you were friggin' in your twenties too, you know. And it's why well, when he was in his twenties, he was still like a teenager. Well, the yeah. the <laughs> next movie is where he had to. As we say, move the money around his house to get to the toilet. <laughs> too many big stacks was 1989's Batman. Oh my god, dude! This I movie re- holds took- up, man. And I, a lot of people don't think so, but I—that's it. It's He's a consistently blend with on the cheesy, top Batman uh, movies. Oh yeah, this one, this yeah. one, the yeah. 89 Batman yep. is a lot of people's like. He takes around, Michael you know? Keaton along with him, man. Yeah. And, Michael Keaton got some shit, man. We talk about uh, idiot, every Batman that get ready trolls, to come out. People hate, but you talk about every internet Batman trolls, man. You 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 dealing strictly with Marvel and DC. What's fans, an internet troll? It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't ever have you heard of yeah. Reddit or yeah. uh, Facebook. You, yeah. you mean to tell me there's not <laughs> rational conversations no. on Twitter? You li- you live in that fantasy land of yours and enjoy it. <laughs> I live out on the farm. I'll come there and yeah, visit. Right. <laughs> I say the chickens. So uh, chicken. one interesting thing about Tweet. these two movies is <laughs> the uh, Beetlejuice and Batman yeah. is when he says you want to get nuts, yeah. let's get nuts. Yeah. You know, it's so often thought that he says that yeah. in Batman. Where it is actually, Batman. No, it's or, Batman. Oh, yeah, in Beetlejuice yeah. rather than Batman. A lot of um, people don't know that's from Batman. And, dude, I, I know that you saw this. I don't know if you saw this or not, but he did a guest spot on uh, SNL like maybe two or three months ago. Mm. Um, and yeah. he was standing at a podium, and yeah. he said, "You want to get nuts? Yeah, yeah. Let's get nuts." I thought it was hilarious, and but... nobody in the audience yeah. got it. Like yeah. it, it was completely over their head. You know what I mean? And I heard it, and I Geeks was like, now. "Fuck yes!" You this know, this was but... the scene when he was in Vicky Vale's apartment, and Jack Nicholson came in and shot him. But right before he shot him, he took that fucking poker and poker? smashed yep. smashed the vase on the mantle and said, "You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts." Yeah. I loved it, man. That was the only time we got to see him freak out. That's the only time he really lost his temper Mm -hmm. in Batman was that one scene right there. The rest of it, he was so even keel. And like I said, so the internet trolls, there was no really internet at that point, so it was just word of mouth that everyone was pissed off that Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom at that Mm. time, that was like the... (laughs) Right before he did it was clean and sober, though, so people knew he had dramatic uh, uh, chops, but Mm -hmm. he had just kind of proved himself. It is depressing, but I mean, it's about alcoholics. Uh, But... (laughs) I thought it was going to be more fun. People (laughs) always, at that time, people knew him as Mr. Mom and the guy from Night Shift and uh, those kind of goofy roles, but... And a lot of people have said it in the past. You, it's a lot harder to cast uh, 
Bruce Wayne than it is to cast Batman. So cast Bruce Wayne well, and then the Batman will come. It with makes him. sense. You it know? makes a lot of sense because he's especially since he's he's under the mask, man. You know, and he he just pulled it off, man. And it was the only time where I didn't really where I I felt Michael Keaton didn't go overboard with the voice like everyone else did. But, uh, Christian Bale took it to like a whole nother level. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Well, you can't not mention fucking Jack Nicholson. Oh, obviously. Like, Dude, almost Rob Williams. Yeah, that would have yeah. been crazy, man. Jack he would have been good. Yeah. I bet he would have done. He would have done good. I would have liked to have seen Robin Williams play the Riddler. Yeah, that's Not, that was really a better role for yeah. him. To be honest with you, if you watch the '66 Batman, Riddler would have been like right up. Oh man, Robin Williams ever do a superhero movie? No, no, I don't think so. Mork. Yeah, he had a suit. Nanu, Nanu. He did have a suit, <laughs> and he was, and he had powers. That's true. Uh, but I mean. Jack Nicholson was amazing in this. Robert Wall was amazing. Kim Basinger was great in this. Jack Palance. Uh, Jack Palance was really good in this. Uh, Remember you. Tracy Walters. Are my number one guy. <laughs> Tracy Walters. This world needs an enema. Yes. Bob Gunn. Yeah. And then it shoots Bob. Oh, poor yeah. Bob, man. <laughs> Bye, Bob. <laughs> Tracy Walters. He hasn't been on one of our character actors pod yet, but he is that. I think of him in that, and I think of him in uh, Conan the Destroyer mm-hmm. as the thief who's trying oh, yeah, to yeah. steal shit out Wait, of the walls. Is and he stuff. not my other brother, Daryl? He is. No, he's not. No, no, no. Uh, no. You sure? No, it's Tracy Walters, dude. Trust me. Okay. Okay. Trust I bet my life on it. He's he's awesome. He's one of my favorite. He like value his life. He's my favorite. He was <laughs> I bet in, that uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a great movie on it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going back there? Let's yeah. go back. You want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's, Let's get, get nuts. nuts. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's move it on. Uh, what's favorite scene from Batman? Let's uh, let's talk that real quick. Uh, mine's definitely where he's gunning down on him with the Batmobile and Jack Nicholson standing in the middle of the road. And he's like, come on, come on. You know, and he pulls out the super I think the come long on, barrel. come on was more of the dark Oh, yeah, night. that's right. But yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he pulls out the super long, like, four-foot barrel pistol and shoots him. But I think he shoots down the plane. Uh, not yeah. the gun. No, it was the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love that That's fucking scene, scene, dude. How about you? I, the one that creeped me out is when... is Was this the one where he turned the supermodel into yeah. Yeah. half a yeah. face? Joker products. Yeah, Joker man. products. Yes. It was so creepy. Yeah. Right before he... Uh, I love when he visited Plants for the first time. We hadn't quite seen his face yet. And then uh, Plants goes nuts and Jack walks into the light and it's like insane. That whole transformation was great when he fell into the... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to the acid yeah. and uh, all that, but he I like keeps, yeah. He with keeps the acid like that, aren't you supposed to put a top on top of that thing? <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you're not supposed to be in the factory in the first place. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> there was <laughs> let's put it out. Let's put it. Leave it open on top, and we'll put a catwalk yeah. across the top of it. <laughs> and we'll just have a sign at the front of the facility yeah. that says "Enter here at your own risk." <laughs> of course, <laughs> that'll take care. No liability. <laughs> <laughs> so th- I might have mentioned this in a past pod too when we talked about Batman before, but this was a, a special like. Uh, thorn in my side when this movie came out because I was still technically at the uh, Christian school and I couldn't see it in the theater. And more than any other movie I wanted to see ever. Apparently ever, not. Or you'd have made this. it. You'd have found a way. No, I was like, uh, what was this, 89? So God like, told him he couldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> look at that goddamn look at that fucking dog. <laughs> I was like 13. You get off your ass and you look for that fucking dog. <laughs> I was like 13 in the summer of, uh, of 89, okay. so uh, there was no way I was going to be able to go see You should have told me. I yeah. probably went and saw it. Yeah, yeah well, that was... We were probably even still in the point where uh, well, I'll tell on you if you did this or not. Maybe I they, saw it in the theater. You, you were I would have only been going to theaters. Sixteen. I would have just gotten my yeah. driver's license. Uh, so 
I had to read the novelization. They actually made a novelization of it. So I read the whole thing, and it actually spurred me back into reading. Because of that, I went on to read Stephen Dork. King and everything. But that first <laughs> yeah, book, yeah. I, I read a lot when I was younger, you know, growing up in the kids and preteen books and everything. Then I kind of got away from it for a while. And mm-hmm. reading that Batman book got me back into it. That's awesome. But then I was there day one when it came out at that video store and paid my $20. Remember, we talked about this before, the... Back then, the VHSs, a lot of times when they first came out, and the you could not buy them. You could, but you'd pay $75. Yeah. And one of the first times that it got really, really popular uh, that they were giving you deals on them was when Batman came out and they were selling for 20 bucks. That first week, I probably watched it 10 like, times. How are we only going to be able to make 80%? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing it. It was the first time I've ever gone to a movie, and it was completely sold out. Yeah, do it you was- remember the... the the chaos around that movie. Oh, I was going to say, it's the first time, you know, and now, granted, I was eight, so it was the first time for me, at least. Um, but it was the first time I remember them having collector cups, you know, and, like, I remember oh, keeping... I those cups. I man. remember keeping King? that cup. Was well, no, Burger this King, was from the theater. It was from oh, yeah, the yeah, AMC, yeah. you know. year on this again? 89. Yeah. 89. Um, when did the Burbs come out? 88, I think. Or maybe 89. The summer of eighty. 80- the Burbs was the first movie I saw. It's, it's since around we this stopped time. going to movies, but then I saw every movie out there after that. Yeah, huh. but I tell you, the summer of eighty nine is like a major, major point in film history because it was the that summer Lethal Weapon two came out. Um, you missed all of these. Yeah, Lethal Weapon two came out. Well, there's, a, there's a sadness in his heart. Lethal Weapon two, so much that I memorized the movies that came out that <laughs> fucking summer. So you've got Batman, <laughs> Lethal Weapon two. Back to the Future 2. Look at how angry Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. God damn. Another 48 hours. Well, Jesus. You wouldn't have been able to up. get into that. That's yeah, terrible. Well, all those movies came out in that summer 89, man. It was such a great summer. Another 48 hours was with the Biker Gang, right? Yep. Oh, that's a good one. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, Batman, though. Well, let's go on to this next one. This next one is another one. This was his first kind of step into kind of uh, almost like a fairy tale type movie was the 1990s Edward Scissorhands. Oh, this was a fun movie. My wife's personal favorite. And I didn't really... I think this is where I found out who Tim Burton was. I didn't know that he was the director from the previous films. Really? Like, you know, I was a kid, but um, I think this was the one where it was just like... I was that weird kid that made it my business when I was five to know who directed yeah. shit. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, after this, I knew who Tim Burton yeah. was. <laughs> he had a style that was right there up on Front Street in this movie. And street is an accurate term for that, too, because just those neighborhoods yeah. that they... I hear they, they did the movie somewhere in South Florida but they gave it that facade they painted all those houses that unique color because there's no places that have those colors Uh, I wonder if they're still it's almost like Pleasantville yeah it's very Pleasantville yeah everybody was leaving at the exact same time returning at the exact same time like it was the 50s but it wasn't right it wasn't this particular town except for that house on the end of the street which was that house the castle on the end of the street I mean the story is great yeah if you don't even look at it as who he was it the story itself like a stranger comes to town and shows well these even, people well, that, even before that go to go to a, a con, he was constructed by this uh that what vincent was he? price was yeah it? vincent price but wasn't he like a, he made uh models or he made uh different inventions and everything so he had died before he completed his hands so he gave him like these like <coughs> should it that wasn't my first like, choice. Yeah, those are like his prototype <laughs> yeah. hands right there. Trust me. And he had them, remember? And then he ended up But uh, the story is him. so ridiculous that it works. Yeah. So he just, he got 
Uh, remember how we got down there is the Avon. Yeah. Um, Avon calling. What's her she name? She comes up in the attic. Uh, Dan- Diane like, Weist. Yeah. yeah. He's like, is she the... Is she the vampire mother? Yeah. Yeah. The vampire mother. Yeah. <laughs> he knew exactly who I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> she is the mother of a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Michael turned into a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm telling mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit, sucking blood, sucking yeah. vampire. You ain't one thing I always yeah. hated about Santa Clara was all those the damn, damn vampires. vampires. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, forgot what we were talking about there. Yeah, and then the dad was... Um, What's his name from Alan Alden, Alan yeah. Arkin. Arkin, yeah, yeah, Arkin. yeah, I always do that. And the great, um, what's your name? Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. And this was dude. When I am they, just on point right now. This is when they had started their. Uh, <laughs> they had dated for a while, and it was during this movie, I think. And they had rumored that they were engaged and everything, and it broke off. And as young actors do, went on to different things. But this movie had so many of those great character actresses in it. Kathy Baker was in it. That woman who was in Two and a Half Men, uh, that uh, Charlie Sheen TV show. She's like, I don't know, is she had a I never saw or something that. like that? Yeah. I've never seen it either, but yeah. I know that she was in it. Uh, she was great in this. And the she, bad guy, remember who played the bully? Yeah, it was uh, a guy from uh, Weird Science. <laughs> and uh, Because that's what you think of when you think bully. Yeah, yeah. He's right. an asshole. Yeah. He was bullied in movies his entire 80s oh, career. Yeah. yeah. And then Tim Burton. Tim Burton's like, you put on 60 pounds of muscle, you yeah. come see me. He was right? jacked. Talk. He was yeah, jacked to this movie. And Jack. What's Andy, it, what's he his name jumped though? out. Anthony Michael Hall. There we go, yeah. <laughs> he jumped up like six inches, too. So he was he was a monster. It was to the point where people were like, holy shit, did you see Anthony Michael Hall in that movie? Yeah. And he just played the prick who just gave uh, Edward the the hard time and everything. Gave him the business. Gave him the business. <laughs> What's your favorite part of Edward Scissorhands? Um, probably when he starts giving the haircuts. <laughs> That's a really funny scene um, because the lady with the umbrella. in the bushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the lady with the. Uh, we don't I'll bring the. Uh, I'll bring the ambrosia salad. <laughs> <laughs> they were just infatuated with something new into this kind yeah. of weird town. You yeah. Know? And they didn't even care. It was like, it was weird how, as a viewer, you were kind of watching her like, is, is no one here going to mention his hands? Uh, if, what, yeah. What, what, yeah. What's, <laughs> no one's going to mention this kid's Can't problem? you put some of those lobster uh, rubber bands around them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't use the hose, they'll rust. Yeah. <laughs> I have to rewatch this movie because I remember uh, the, the whole water movie, but. Oh, the that was oh, funny. Man, the was great. Come on, why did they put him in there in the first place? Uh, and then they just let Winona Ryder just go in there and like. It, Remember, you know. she's in like that embarrassing. She's in the middle of like popping a zit in the mirror yeah. when she sees him too in the background, and then she screams, and then just kind of destroys that thing. I, I loved it, man. It had that great element of Frankenstein uh, too in it, you know, where he's mm. got to end up fleeing to the castle at the end because yeah. the town like people, are, that, the town uh, people are like Tim, Tim Burton really likes. Yeah. It's true. He I likes mean, death and and resurrection and mm-hmm. and because think about it. I mean, even it's like you're juice. talking about Sleepy yeah. Hollow, and we're not even there yet. <laughs> that, that is the whole kind of premise of that. So. He well, does read. Dave gets that. one point. <laughs> you really without a point. <laughs> yeah, but I think technically you and I were both at negative two because we didn't get Oliver no. Stone. Next and, week uh, is nope. the trivia. <sighs> I've told Dave our format next week. We're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna be. <laughs> I see David winning a lot of history, and I see in drama, and I see Justin winning a lot of no, yeah. superhero I, movies. I, you know, I see and, me uh, just losing. <laughs> Believe me, I'm I'm picking uh, games that I know it could go either way. So <laughs> and, and the, the category is. 
Outcast. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going to do is it's going to be a different... Big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Was he in it? Shit, he beat me. <laughs> it's going to be a different five rounds of the wild card in between. At the beginning of each round, there'll uh-huh. be a trivia thing according to however I have it constructed. And you'll get yes. a point system, and at the end, whoever wins... Hell yes. ...gets crowned I got a champion. Nice. I have a wild card that's going to screw one of his pods in a few weeks. Nice. Oh. That's nice. <laughs> like that's he, nice like you won't be able to have the pot. Welcome to 100, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going to pick all the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least fucking, the first five. That's yeah. a great motive. Yeah. That, yeah. that would be genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk about Force him to do yeah. another wild card yep. pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in the meantime, Tim Burton. <laughs> all right, let's move back to the Batman. No, we were at we Edward were, Scissorhands. We were at Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, but we're done with him. Oh. Okay. What else you want to say about that guy? He I had, have said he, it. He, he had scissor hands. <laughs> he had scissor hands. <laughs> See, now we know it all. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Tell us about Batman Returns, then. Uh, oh. So we got some great characters that joined it. It's Arguably, it's not as good as the 89 Batman, but it's still super fun and super enjoyable. I own it. I watch it. I won't watch it as much as 89, but just to be able to see that great performance by Michelle Pfeiffer, the okay, weird yeah. performance by Danny DeVito, <laughs> that was super weird. And it that was like, good. unexpected performance by Christopher Walsh yeah. in the uh, movie as Max Shrek. It's it's crazy. It was I a don't crazy even remember his one. scene, to be honest with you. He was, he was kind of the... He was like the mayor. He wasn't the mayor, though. He was like the money man. He was like the Trump that mm-hmm. was trying to get uh, Cobble, uh, Cobblepot, uh, the, the penguin, penguin character, yeah. to become mayor himself, uh-huh. remember? So he was kind of the money guy who was just trying to be the sleazy kind of... To Gotham had wanted. that character a lot, Played showed that character a lot. Who's this, the penguin character? No, the, the Max... I don't even... Re- I Not in the first three seasons. They might have shown him once or mentioned him. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure he's part of the mythos of Batman. That show's really good, there. by the way. I watched the first it. four seasons until I got yeah. out of it. The second they started bringing that kid in to play the Joker, it got really kind of The stupid. kid that played the Riddler was great. Yeah. No, I liked... Oh, like I said, man, the first three so seasons, good. I liked. I was fully into it, and then it just got kind of bad. Same with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm super looking forward to that... Uh, the Joker. Oh, yeah. yeah. The it comes out is, when I'm in Iceland. Is, Oh, is maybe they'll have it there. You'll have to see it in I subtitles. Did, I doubt it. I'll spoil everything <laughs> yeah. for you. <laughs> I, will, I will me off. First thing I come back, just bring me to the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever had to shut your phone off? No, because of something like that. No, because yeah, because someone's going to spoil a movie. With no, you. there was maybe. I, there's times where I won't look at my phone if I'm watching. If I'm had a football game paused. That I know someone's oh, yeah. gonna be like, "Oh, did you see that play?" Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I told my business partner I was gonna watch the Masters, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna watch some of that too, man, Tiger." And so on the last day, yeah. you should have like, known better, though. No, I, I didn't look <laughs> yeah. at the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew ex- I knew he was gonna say, "Did you see that from yeah. Tiger?" And yeah. I knew he, I, he would give it away. But the worst part is I was watching it on delay. That's right. I remember you. I yeah. that to me. Yeah. By the way, uh, Tiger won the match. Oh man, you're horrible. Yeah. People, people still have it on their DVR. People that haven't watched it. Don't you? <laughs> didn't, or like, didn't you guys have like the '87 PGA Championship on VHS oh, for like yeah. 20 oh, we, years? We or had something? the Nick Faldo one. '87 Masters, the one that Nick Faldo won. Yep. There you you, you watched it over and over <laughs> again. It it was, I, it was, I think we finally taped over it with something, but <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I wish I could watch it again. You can. You can probably the Legend of Bagger Vance, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> would you watch the 87 Masters or Once Upon a Time? In I would watch the 87 Masters oh, that's 40 bullshit. fucking times. And you don't even like golf. Oh. 
<laughs> without think, Tiger Woods. I think halfway through the five hours, you'd be begging for some fucking... Uh... It would be fucking close. <laughs> uh, he's crazy. Don't listen to him, folks. It's more like seven hours. Right, I've go already got the... three hours invested in Once Upon a Time, so I mean... 2.40. 2.45. Come on, Call man. it three with the previews. Uh, <laughs> and we didn't like the previews. <laughs> Batman Returns. Yeah. I really liked uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Her her transformation into Catwoman was awesome. Yeah, her falling out that window. Yeah, I mean, well, falling out the window. Max Shrek like pushed her out the window and just toppled down. Catwoman to me is one of the sexiest, like of all the. Uh, What's her name? uh, Is going to play her? They say that Vanessa Kirby, who's she's the very look her picture up there. She's uh, from Hobbs and Shaw. And she was in one of the Mission Impossible movies. She has a very kind of striking, striking look uh, to her. Which Mission Impossible? I think it's like Ghost Protocol or one of them. You know okay. who she is. Uh, I mean, you've I seen know. her in the Hobbs and yeah. Shaw kind of trailer. So I hope she gets the job. That's who they're rumored is going to be Catwoman. Because there's so many people who have played Catwoman over the years. I thought Halle Berry did a good job. Oh. Everybody ragged on her. Yeah, yeah I thought I, she did a good job. Yeah, I don't think... <laughs> that was a kind of a weird Paul and one. I are just going to disagree all day. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I think me and a lot of other people would be on the uh, anti-Catwoman, uh, Halle Berry Catwoman train, though. <laughs> You're not going to find many people her. with her. Uh, I don't remember that one. Most yeah, people don't. It was bad. Yeah. It, it was Is bad. that the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Mr. Freeze? No, that was this was an offshoot. Oh, it's yeah. called I Catwoman. Definitely didn't see it there. Yeah. No. And, <laughs> and this was the last really good. Not bat- to go back to Gotham again, but the girl they got to play Catwoman. Looked like the little a girl? clone. Yeah, the little girl, yeah. Of Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is most people's favorite Catwoman unless you're going to like the 66 Batman oh, and people mm. are picking what's, out what's all her name? Those. Eartha Kitt? Eartha Kitt was Later. great. You have, uh, I'm trying to think who the other ones were. Oh, damn, damn. Any other time I could. I liked Catwoman because up. she actually tried to kill Batman. Yeah, but times. she's also trying yeah. to seduce him. There was a love hate relationship going on there with her. She in one episode S- similar she, with she the got even... him with poison, mm-hmm. and like he had switched it before she did it. But yeah. if it was the poison, she would have killed him. Yeah. I mean, e- even if you look at like the Michelle Pfeiffer cat uh, woman, there were times where she kind of uh, she possibly could have killed uh, yeah. Batman. But mm-hmm. and the even the current one and. Dark Knight Rises with Anne Hathaway. They were very playful together and everything. You could tell that they could work together if they had to. <coughs> Not really in this one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, they had a common enemy too with uh, the Penguin. Yeah. Who is a weird character. Man. I loved his Penguin army. Oh, yeah. That was so great. With the great. missiles on their back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, he had like an ice layer. I love when they're introducing him. They're introducing him to the crowd, and he's got like a fish that he's eating in his hand and everything. And yeah. He's just looking around, and uh, when they're gonna make him mayor and everything, and he's kissing babies. I love it. <laughs> Danny DeVito plays creepy really well. Yeah, yeah that was, was one of those ones that everyone was. That's who everyone wanted to play the penguin at that time. Yeah, because you were thinking that you you wanted to make him. In people's heads, it was still that Burgess Meredith mm-hmm. yeah. type looking character from the '66 Batman, and later on they went totally different in like Gotham, where it was just a skinny guy, kind of like uh, hapless, uh, no ex- super know it all, uh, yeah. tech guy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's the Riddler. Oh, I'm thinking. Yeah, of Riddler, no, yeah. Cobblepot's the like 
kind of scumbag ex mafia oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, hitman yeah, yeah. who's just kind of trying to scrape his way he was around great. he was great he's oh, awesome that, that guy's really great. good in it uh i had nothing uh no bad things to say about uh gotham for those first few seasons and all those actors were great but i loved batman returns it was fun you know it wasn't that long after the what other was one it, it was 91? like three years 92 92 the ones after this is when it got bad yeah, did yeah batman and robin and batman forever the george were, clooney were one was really bad did prince the do the song the for the first one or the second first one, one. first one yeah, yeah. Bat dance. I that was uh, i had the single for that the bat dance. i had the the score the danny elfman kind of did they have uh, bat yeah. dance on the score no you had to get the other one. by the second album. Well, well, one was the soundtrack, one was the score. The score just had the instrumental that's true, that's stuff, true. yeah. And uh, the soundtrack is what everyone, the Bat Dance, and uh, there mm-hmm. was a couple of, I think it was like three Prince songs on there. Uh, but yeah. there was that one big one that they made into a single. Yeah. It was fun, though. All right, this next one. This is the one with the star, man. What's the star mean? <laughs> star means he didn't direct it. Fucking A. But he has his imprint all over Dave. it, man. Two for Dave. <laughs> Wait, he's just recalling what he got a four <laughs> But uh, he did it quick. Yeah, and right? this is The Great Nightmare Before Christmas, also a great soundtrack uh, that people are obsessed with. Uh, my, our cousin Eric loved this soundtrack. It was one of those things that was like, Nightmare Before Christmas? He's like, dude, you got to hear it, man. It's awesome. <laughs> like, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but Nightmare Before Christmas. Gotta listen to it, man. Yeah. It certainly spawned what... Uh, a kind of ritual for most people because it's one of those few movies that you can watch at Halloween or you can watch at Christmas. Yeah, and it's pretty he, clever yeah. to be able to do that. You can just watch. He it definitely for like three has months. a cult following. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, in yeah. general. No, like I said, I mean, I still see people wearing T-shirts and like this, when I, I I see people referencing this movie more than yeah. any Tim Burton movie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you do see the Jack and the Sally characters everywhere and yeah. every con. Yeah. All the pops and everything. I have those Funko Pops myself of the Jack and the Sally character. And the, uh, what's the dog's name? Oh. Damn. Any other time. Hey, what's the dog's name in uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> we're, asking the, we're asking the audience. <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember. <laughs> Zero. Zero, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's it. She yeah. does remember. Yeah, <laughs> I have the figure, and I don't assistant even producer it. over there. Yeah, <clears throat> this had so many great voices. This was the first time that. Well, no, we didn't even mention it. Batman Returns that the Joker's uh, father, who throws joke, uh, who gently places the Joker or the Penguin's, uh, not the Joker, the Penguin. Yeah, he gently placed the Penguin's basket in the river and sends it down the thing. Was uh, Paul Rubens. So that was his his return to uh, Pee Wee Herman. He hadn't done a Pee Wee Herman movie in seven years. And he was in Gotham. And he was in Gotham, yeah. Uh, Well, that wasn't Tim Burton, though. He's in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was. (laughs) Now you're going crazy. (laughs) But Nightmare Before Christmas, he was in. He was one of the voices of those three minions of the Oogie Boogie Man. One of them was Catherine O'Hara, one was Pee Wee Herman, and one was, uh, I don't even know who the third one was. Uh, But this was all about really great voices, and it was interesting. I always thought it was weird. Obviously, it's stop-motion animation, which is a friggin' nightmare if you want to try to do this. Oh, God. Talk about taking three years or so to do it. It's probably where he got the name from, Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, that's probably why he (laughs) just came on as producer, you know, because he wasn't going to be... He knew he probably had to put too much time (laughs) in as an intern in that room to move those I'm not even sure who the director We'll see in three years, kiddo. (laughs) That would be uh, a... Trivia question I bet a lot of people would get wrong. I bet most people think Tim Burton directed Nightmare Before Christmas. It has his footprint. Yeah, it all looks over just it. like him. Oh yeah, I mean up until I mean, but today, when you, if I you're doing stop animation, if you tell them what you want, they're going to give it to you. Yeah, but it takes forever. That's it takes forever. Yeah. I saw the making of it. Yeah, I saw it the, the suitcase of Jack's facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And it was just that every time that had to change yeah. it in and out, man. It's just a um, we had a friend that did a it was like a 
15 second short. Yeah. Of a di- plastic <laughs> dinosaur coming, a plastic <laughs> yeah. dinosaur coming out of the coming out of the brush in, yeah. in Florida and like attacking a puppy or something, and then turning around <laughs> and running back in him like a little yeah. dinosaur. And it took him like six hours or yeah. eight hours. Now and it's like probably it's probably easier with cameras today to do that. All that oh, stuff just pop, pop, pop. Yeah, you're just doing different stuff. I was watching Gumby the other day. <laughs> where, where are you? I really where was. Going? Yeah. <laughs> no, I have I have a little DVD. Gumby, a little throwback. When I yeah. my name is Gum. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Don't get too far off track. The uh, what was interesting <laughs> about this is the singing with when Jack is doing his voice and his lines to the other characters in the movie. He's the voice of Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon is the evil vampire from Fright Night. Susan Sarandon's brother. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, that's another way to remember. <laughs> He's the, the cop from Child's Play. Yeah. You know, it, it, what's the guy from uh, the? Prince from Princess Bride, you know, all the different movies he had done. So he came in and he did a great voice. But when he started singing, it was Danny Elfman. So uh, it wasn't Chris Sarandon singing. The Oingo Boingo yep. Danny, Danny, Danny Elfman? Well, the one who scored every no, movie no. on here. I was trying to find the most obscure things. <laughs> yeah, of the 14 movies. It's a dead well, man's I'll, party. Well, I'll work it as a bridge into the next one because the next movie is the only one that he didn't uh, do the score. Oh. Except for Frank they, and Weenie, obviously. Fighting? Did he do Weird Science? Uh, yeah, the song. His, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's his band. That's Oingo Boingo, awesome. yeah. But he does so many. You look up his credits for as a composer. I mean, we'll be talking. He about He stays him on, busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's doing this pod is basically like doing a Danny Elfman uh, pod because his music pairs so well with him that why would you go do <laughs> anything different? Weirdos. I'll pick more of his so that it messes up the next uh, <laughs> score pod. So we'll the take score out pod the has been predetermined. <laughs> yeah, predetermined list. So. You don't get any. Say yeah, yeah. He was really afraid <laughs> that you were gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna do it like the character actors pod. We'll all have the list of his movies because otherwise it's gonna get all convoluted. But Nightmare Before Christmas favorite scene. What do you got? Oh man, I don't know, dude. It's it's a fun movie. I would say probably when he goes and accidentally he takes the wrong Santa Claus, doesn't he? <laughs> That's yeah, my yeah. favorite. One yeah. Like, well, no, he brings the Easter Bunny. Easter back Bunny, instead yeah. Instead of Santa Claus, because and, remember in the woods there's doors. One's to Easterland, one's to Christmas, one's to Halloween, or that's where they are. Yeah. And uh, there's like one more. I can't even remember what it is. I don't either. But he sends them more Thanksgiving. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, that's they the one do I'd rehearsals. I've. They had a big rehearsal, right, before their big show? Uh, what are we referring to? Well, they do like a Halloween parade on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. No, the and movie they starts out with Halloween, like uh, on Halloween, and then it ends. And then and they're like, worry about 364 next more days till yeah. Halloween. So they start their prep right. like day after the Halloween starts. Yeah. But that's when Jack goes through he the woods. He wants other holidays. The, uh, well, he, he doesn't even know that's what he wants. Remember, he just goes through the woods, and he accidentally finds the door to Christmas, and that's when oh. he goes through it. Well, I guess it. I don't remember this movie as much as and I It goes into that really great song where the snowflakes are falling. Mm-hmm. What's this? What's this? This white stuff in the air? You know. Yeah. And, uh, this is Tim Burton's first musical? Producing, yeah. Because he, yeah, he went on to do he later goes on to, to do it, do <laughs> more stuff that's even darker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that's the favorite scene. And then I love how they're trying to execute Christmas, but a bunch of Halloween characters trying to do that. They're putting shrunken heads and like the Christmas presents and everything. Right, yeah. And the snake is eating all the presents. Under the <laughs> yeah, that's stuff. right. I so forgot about. They're that. dropping stuff and they're not realizing it's why a good these kids, kids are freaked out. It's a kids out. movie. It is, but it's it's, it's certainly dark, darker. And then you got Mr. Oogie Boogie Man, who the three minions go and they. Uh, he had a great voice. Whoever did Mr. Oogie Boogie Man, he had a great song there, and it was it's a fun one, man. And uh, remember, Sally's being kept in the uh, in the castle by the grandfather from uh, Christmas Vacation. Uh, William Hickey is the voice of him. 
And remember, she has to... I love the scene where she just... You think she's killing herself. She just jumps out of the thing, but then she falls in her arm and her leg are broken. So she just takes him, pulls him back up, and sews him back up, and then just walks off. You know, so... She should have done that earlier. I know. What the hell? Ken Page was Mr. Oogie Boogie. Yeah. Don't know who that is. He's good, man. He had deep, deep voice in that role. He yeah. was also in Dreamgirls, huh. All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yep. The Little Mermaid. Definitely. State of Mind. Yeah, so he must be a voice He's actor a- for a lot of those things. See that or cool. doing radio. Yeah. I mean, you got a good voice. I would work into those types of stuff all day long. So, And he's singing, too, in it. All right, so yeah, like I was saying, this is a good bridge here with... Uh, the only one on this list other than that short that Danny Elfman did not score was the next movie. And this is always one of my favorites when it came up was 1994's Ed Wood. And this was scored by Howard Shore, who's huge. Went on, he did uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was his big epic. And I think he won uh, the musical score for at least, Oscar for at least one of the three. I can't remember which one. So, it, and it sounded like, uh, arguably when you're watching it, it sounds like Howard Shore is doing his best Danny Elfman impression. Mm-hmm. And all I can think of is, and I had would have to look up the trivia on it, but uh, I would have to think that Danny Elfman was probably just busy doing like four or five other projects. Couldn't I do like it. to think they had a big fight. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they came right back on. Fuck you, I made you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, fuck you, Oingo Boingo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, now, do you remember Ed Wood? This is one of his I more don't. rare. It's black ones. and I never white, right? Ah, uh, black and white, black and white. Yeah. I, such I an saw am- it and I don't remember is it much a about detective story. No, no, no. It's about uh, it's about the movie business, very similar to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Huh. And uh, so it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I cut all those things out. He says, you know, yeah. I'm just gonna bleep his ass. So out. it was great. Yeah, <laughs> right. Your area. Uh, <laughs> I'll piece it together like it's a ransom note. I love what's going on. My passport is my Verify. No, Ed Wood is about the the director who directed <laughs> what is always known as the worst movie of all time, which is Plan <laughs> You setting them up. Plan Nine from Outer Space. If you uh, heard of Plan no. Nine from Outer Space. Is this the 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 one with the uh, uh, what's his name? Franco? Is that about the same? No, movie? that's the. That would probably be more the the modern worst movie. Of I got all you. Time. Okay. This was back in uh, I want to say the forties or the fifties that this was going on, because not only was he telling the story of Ed Wood, who Ed Wood was like a cross dresser uh, back in the day, where it wasn't like he would actually direct in skirts and wigs on, and people just thought he was kind of unique and weird at that time. Uh, but he I was mean, being the worst movie in the forties would be. Just mean you were the fiftieth worst and, movie. But, <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy it was it was like the best movie for him. Yeah, but this was also a parallel story, and this was one of the first times one of Tim Burton's uh, actors won an Academy Award for his role in his movies. Was Martin Landau was playing Bela Lugosi in this movie, so it was almost like the Bela Lugosi story. Who Bela Lugosi played Dracula in the early '30s movies, and then went on to do White Zombie and all these different kind of creature features and everything. But this was at the end of his career, where he was like a heroin addict, and the Edward. So Ed Wood was this kind of director who was just trying to get his foot in the door. He was trying to get funding from who he could uh, get it from. He had a his money man was uh, a great gay character played by Bill Murray, 
and uh, his wife was Sarah Jessica Parker, and they were doing these plays that were getting horrible, horrible reviews. One of my favorite lines is, is Sarah Jessica Parker uh, reading her reviews, and she's like, my face does not look like a horse. <laughs> Which is interesting oh, because later in life people were yeah, used to say that absolutely. about her. But I think it was I might have said that once or twice. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty so mean. So you got to see her say it in the movie and I thought it was really funny. She was great in this movie. One of my favorite actors She actually, she's got a bunch of good no, movies. No, she's got a lot of good movies belt. and everything. I like to tease her, but this, uh, I, I like a lot of Striking Distance, I like. Mm-hmm. Loved her in Striking Distance. Uh, but one of my favorite actors in this movie, George Animal Steele. Through the whole movie, George the Animal Steel. So if anyone remembers, he also got... Uh, so Plan 9 from Outer Space, you probably have seen images from it because the, the character that George the Animal Steel plays became like a famous horror mask uh, back in the day. If you just pulled up like Plan 9 from Outer Space, you'd see it. And Vampiro was one of the mm-hmm. characters in it. And this was one of the first times he worked with Lisa Marie, not the... Uh, not Presley. Not Presley. But this uh, Lisa Marie played that... Remember, uh, and we'll be talking about this movie next, but I'll I'll give a preview here just so I can tell you who this is. Lisa Marie went on to do uh, Mars Attack. She was the one that they disguised as the woman. Oh, was okay. Yeah, and that yeah. was Lisa Marie, but she also went on to do uh, Sleepy Hollow. Remember, he was having flashbacks when he was younger when his, they put his mom in that uh, thing of spikes. Mm-hmm. She's very, very sexy, kind of tall lady. Yeah, that's the plan nine. The guy on the uh, on the left there that looks like George Animal Steel, like he could not have been better cast. That looks like George Animal Steel right there. So... <laughs> And it's weird because we got to see Ed Wood do a whole bunch of movies before this one. And this one he got funding from the, like, Christian Coalition uh, that they ended up... But they didn't want Ed Wood to do the movie unless him and the whole uh, crew were baptized. So this was a great scene. <coughs> this is a great scene where they're all getting baptized and they're about to dunk Bill Murray. And says, do you accept the Lord as your savior? Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> and they just dip him down. Uh, but... What was great about it was seeing them, uh, he kind of went, he, I think he ran into Martin Landau's Belagosi character at a bar, and then he just kept pursuing him and saying, you need to come back, you need to be in this movie. And he's like, I'm washed up, kid. And they, they show his track marks on his arm. But he, he becomes Did really, he really good. Was he real heavy or not? I think so. And this was Vincent kind Price, of, was uh, no, not Vincent Price. <laughs> Ed Wood? Ed, no, Ed Wood. Uh, Belagosi. Belagosi. Oh, okay. Belagosi. That's what I meant. I meant Belagosi. Yeah. Spreading rumors about the great Vincent Price here, man. <laughs> He's still alive, isn't he? Uh, no. I don't Vincent think Price so. Dead. Well, then screw him. Yeah. Well, then screw him, then. <laughs> uh, uh, so you got to see a lot of the stuff with him and Martin Landau, and Martin Landau did some a great performance where he was just this surly, I'm done with the business type of thing, and anytime someone would mention Boris Karloff, he was like, fuck that cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really funny, and uh, they eventually, they show the Belagosi character die in the movie. And Ed Wood's still doing the movie, so he has to cast. It's another, I don't know why I always, a lot of these random character actors I remember from Seinfeld. But do you remember the, the balding guy that Elaine, uh, who was wearing the combat jacket that Elaine got to work at her uh, publishing uh, place, but everyone was scared shitless of him? And they just Vaguely. kept giving him a raise because everyone Oh, yeah, him. I do remember he him. He was this really funny guy, but at one point, like Ed Wood came up to him and put his hand like over his face, half his face, and he was like, "Oh my God!" From the uh, eyes up, you look like Bell Lugosi. So they just hired, and he was a dentist. This like in real life, he was a dentist that they just saw at like out at a restaurant that they hired to come in to play uh, Bell Lugosi's eyes. So he was mm. constantly huh. uh, in the movie, has his cape over his mouth and everything, and it was a really 
fun look at that time period and these just like indie filmmakers who are doing those like George Corman creature features. Like they have a, uh, they have like this octopus that they have to have Bela Lugosi like wrestle it with came from and the everything. Deep. Yeah. And they're like, when's this thing? Where's the animatronics on this and everything? He says, well, we don't have any, uh, uh, we don't have any money for that. So just run it, roll around with yeah. it. So Some of those show, old things are yeah. silly. It was but funny I, as hell. One of my favorite things growing up was always the Abbott and Costello. Meet, yeah. Meet them. Th- those were fun all movies, the man. People the that they monsters met, and all stuff the different like monsters. That. It was yeah. great. There was people that g- still go to see like um, drive-in movie theaters to oh. see Plan Nine from outer space what, because really? it's fun, man. It's yeah, a, that's pretty cool. It's I mean, it's like shit. watching science mystery theater, science, yeah, yeah mystery exactly. science theater. I love that. I oh. would assume that this is probably even. Public we need domain. to do that type of a pod sometime. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> people have to sync it up to the movie. Though. Yeah, you'll have to sync it up to the movie and everything. But, That'd be cool. I mean. We'll just put a microphone. No, I meant no, no, people at home. Oh, yeah, <laughs> people at true. home would have to sync up. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, no, we'll that's just take a video of it. <laughs> we could do that too. See? I think we're off track. <laughs> I, did, did. <laughs> I just heard <laughs> a little alarm go. Tim off. Burton would do it. <laughs> right, we're going on to Mars Attacks, man. I love Mars Attacks. You forget. You want to talk about a all-star cast? Yeah. This yeah. had everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Jack. So much stuff that he just gave Jack two different roles. In <laughs> I it. wasn't in it. Remember they gave. Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, <laughs> he. They gave Jack Nicholson two roles in this movie. Yeah. Remember he played the president, <clears throat> whose uh, whose wife, the first lady, was Glenn Close, and the uh, daughter was Natalie Portman. But then he played the gambler in Vegas, whose wife was. Um, What's her name from the Grifters? Uh, uh, Angelica Houston. No, the other one. Annette Benning. Annette Benning. Yeah. yeah. And uh, hell, Tom Jones was in this. Lucas Haas, Jack Black, super young Jack Black was in this. Um, Michael J. Fox, Pierce Brosnan, Sarah Jessica Parker, Lisa Marie, Martin Short. Martin Short had a great role in this. Remember, he got his cheek bitten in, uh, off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, man. At the press conference yeah. or something. No, at the uh, the that. The alien dressed up like the sexy woman oh, that's worked right. into the White House. Yeah. And they were like flirting together in like the Oval Office and bit half his face that's off. That's right. Yeah. At the press conference was that great scene because basically aliens just hover over all the big cities and everything and they're going to meet the military and uh, the press. And remember, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's on one kind of truck and her boyfriend, Michael J. Fox, only movie I think that uh, Michael J. Fox has done with Tim Burton. And he's on the, they're doing this whole big thing and someone, uh, they release the bird, remember, and they uh, they think the bird's like a sign of aggression, and they all start shooting everybody. So oh, the, yeah. the Martians kill everyone. They kill Jack Black, and it's that great effect. No, they you know, vaporize them. Yeah. You see the, the, the green or the red. It was always green or red. The skull would just, like, fall down on the ground. Yeah. And so when people were freaking out, remember when Sarah Jessica Parker and Michael J. Fox were, like, reaching for each other on the ground, and then Michael J. Fox's arm just, like, disappears, and that uh, his hand falls on the ground, and his body disappears? Mm-hmm. And remember what they do to Sarah Jessica Parker in this movie? No. They take off her head and they put they her put on her chihuahua. Yeah. And oh, they put the chihuahua's right. head on top of her body. Yeah. And then at some point they get Pierce Brosnan and they take his head from him too. Yeah. And then they, they fall in love to each other. And, and I forgot about that. Nothing is funnier than seeing Sarah Jessica Parker's head on that chihuahua when it's, when it's itching it's under his chin. It's so <laughs> funny, man. I love this so much. Mm. I love the toys for this. The... They had some great toys. See, I told you they had man. toys. Yeah. Well, for this, it wasn't a very popular line, but I loved those uh, that look of those creatures, man. Mm-hmm. And the, they made that like. I know. Uh, oh, it's happened a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Some creepy <laughs> ice cream <laughs> <laughs> But remember, they they had this weird way of chirping. 
Yeah. They did some weird thing, yeah. man. And, and the, the animation was, was great. Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was a fun-ass movie, man. Yeah, I loved how... Um, the old lady at the nursing home was listening to her stuff yeah. on record player. That's the woman from uh, Beetlejuice that has the hole in her Yeah, head. she's the, yeah. Yeah, the lady. She's Case Lucas Haas. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm your caseworker. Yeah. yeah. She paid Juno. Lucas Haas's uh, grandmother. Yeah, and she found out that the music would uh, blow the heads off of the uh, the Martians. Yeah. Like, it was like some weird old school Hank yodeling, yodeling yeah. type music, but it was fun. They just kind of projected it out there. Yeah, that was a fun movie. Uh, I love Tom Jones became part of the action. Remember, they were in Vegas. And he just joins the group with uh, like Annette Benning when they're he's like you can fly a plane Tom yeah I think so yeah remember <laughs> the whole movie ends with he uh, the dove falls on the uh, Tom Jones's hand and he starts da- he starts dancing in place and he starts uh, singing it's so wonderful and that's how that's the credits awesome. roll man it, it was fun it was I'll have to weird watch it again yeah. but just to see the all star cast Jim Brown Jim Brown yeah, I Pam love Greer Jim Brown. Pam Greer was in it too that's right wasn't she his wife yeah she yeah. didn't do a whole much uh, he was trying to get back to her and they kind of got back to each other at the end but a lot of great little fun guest stars that were thrown in there just a fun one all right this next one not as not as fun as in Mars Attacks was but this movie I always thought had a such an awesome awesome tone to it and I watch it every Halloween because it, it is screaming New England Halloween to me and that's 1999 Sleepy Hollow remember how huge that story was that story was got read north? to you up north specifically though uh, I don't know if it was down here but up north The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by uh, Washington Irving was unbelievably well, popular tell you and you, creepy and you've never been up north but in the fall when the clocks change oh man the it gets dark super early, like four thirty. Oh wow! Up there, yeah. And the leaves blowing everywhere, and, and we used to cut through woods and stuff. It felt so like this movie. It felt man. like this movie. Uh-huh. Like you thought something supernatural was just going to show up. Yeah. And when you when you want that off. kind Take of your head off of the pumpkin. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you want that like Salem witch kind of like feel or that New England. Have you been there before? Or, I've been. Uh, Salem, no, I haven't. The, yeah, no. it's pretty cool. Uh, but this movie was so great had a lot of great old school character actors you think uh, michael goth though you think those elders in town one yeah, was yeah, jeffrey yeah. jones one of them was uh what's that old guy from naked gun two and a half that had uh, whistler's mother on his ass yeah <laughs> what um <laughs> he's, he's, he's like what are you talking mark. about yeah the birthmark, the birthmark. uh Richard, oh yeah yeah Richard yeah, yeah, Griffiths. yeah richard griffith he's the one that was reading the dirty magazine uh, at the podium yeah just his purple yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. into her quivering yeah. wound of love pudding and everybody uh, starts waking up yeah. yeah michael goth was one of my favorite guys <laughs> in this and he was alfred from the batman oh, the yeah. early batman yeah movies. he's good but it also had yeah jeffrey jones who was the other guy uh the guy from The Insider, uh, Michael Gambon, he was really good. Uh, the head vampire. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, no. That's my. Uh, that's Edward Herman. Oh, okay. Uh, Michael Gambon also played. Uh, what's the head wizard in uh, Harry Corey Potter? Feldman? Damn, I can't think of it. <laughs> I, I just want to make a Lost Boys reference. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the other one? See, Christopher Lee, Ian McDermott, the Emperor from uh, Star Wars, was one Don't of the other guys too. Yep. Oh yeah, he was in this. And Christina Ricci. And Christina Ricci. Ricci yep. Yeah. So and that was the first Walken. time. I think I had seen her in an adult role. Really, Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I think so. Yeah, because she was this. This was pre. She has one of my was... favorite scenes in uh, in Adam's Family oh, when yeah. she's got her brother strapped to the electric oh, yeah, chair. Yeah. She's like, this game is called "Is, is there, there a God?" Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the games we're playing next week. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dave, you're up first. <laughs> <laughs> Can I bow a vowel? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you cannot. <laughs> yeah, this I loved. Arguably, probably one. It they kind of miscast Johnny Depp as great as he was in this because I don't know though. We, we I always how, reading Ichabod Crane well, in he the books. It, you think Steve Buscemi? I do think Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi would have been perfect. He would have been good role. too. Uh, but. But do you want to look at Steve Buscemi for an hour and a half? Mm. I completely do. I would. Yeah. I would totally do. I can I, when I'm in the mood to see Steve Buscemi. I, I think <laughs> Which is would, a, sometimes Ichabod Crane was always described as that kind of kind of knock kneed kind of. I mean, the, really thin. You remember the books we used oh, to yeah. rent at the I library, and the the illustrations they had. Oh, yeah. He had like a big nose, and he was dork. He looked like he Damon was, Tyler. God, he looked exactly <laughs> like Damon Tyler. If you're listening, Damon. Oh. That's heart. That's what you look like. <laughs> we thought I was going to apologize. No. There was a kid at the Christian school we used to call oh. Ichabod. He Ichabod. Would, he would he would wail off and punch. Oh, he, he, hated too. he hated. Oh, really? Him. Oh, he hated I did it one to, one time to him, and I had to run around the building to get away from him. <laughs> uh, but I did like how Johnny Depp would play Ichabod's kind of ineptness too. He was really not. He was kind of not. He was kind of the Jack Burton. I would love to be able to help you, but eh, I don't really know how to do it. Now, in this one, though, I think in the story, at least the story that I'm familiar with, he was a school teacher. But in this, he's always one, a school teacher. Yeah, in this I, one, he's he was, a substitute teacher. He showed up from out of town. Yeah, he's like a new person in but town. In this, I thought he, he was, was sent there to investigate he the was. murders. He was an investigator. Yeah. that I think was in. Uh, he, he was like an academic, l- though. Yeah. Back then, I think he could have just been considered an academic who had uh, kind of dabbled in uh, kind of criminology. So I think that's what that that was the little twist they brought him in. He wasn't just this normal, because in the original he was a school teacher. He was in love with this woman, but that woman also had to deal with Brom Bones, who was uh, played by Casper Von Dion in this movie, uh, Starship Troopers. Casper Von yeah. Dion. He was really good in it too. And we should mention the great Ray Parks played the Headless Horseman. Great special effects in this movie. And I, the making of it, you get to see it's just Ray Parks with a like green hood over his head. Well, uh, Christopher Walken. Well, oh, you said, he played the Hessian, uh, who he was who before. Who showed up after Ray, that. Ray Parks, oh, I got you. Remember yeah, they yeah. went to the tree and like resurrected that? Yeah. Uh, Ray Parks was... And his uh, teeth were all jagged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or pointed. That was awesome. It was creepy. It was awesome. But when he was the Headless Horseman, it was Ray Parks who played Darth Maul. And uh, he played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. He also, Get over here. He also played Toad in, uh, or he played Sub Zero. Sorry, yeah, uh, he played Toad in the X Men movie. So he was very well known as a great stunt guy at that period too. And we also should mention, uh, was it Miranda Richardson? Is that her name on there? Sounds uh, right. Sure. <laughs> Say yes. You got it. Yeah. yeah. You're the one with the, uh, that's you're the, one yeah, with the list. Yeah, you're that's the one it. With yeah, that's it. She was phenomenal in this movie. <laughs> I don't know if I can believe him or not. <laughs> I, I believe him. <laughs> Everyone says, what's Bond to Holly? But I don't know what to believe. So, uh, so she was great, though. <laughs> Remember, she was kind of, she was evil. She was the yeah, one yeah. that summoned yeah. up the Hesse. And, and at some point in the movie, she kind of revealed who she was. And she was this, like, maniacal laughing, I'll just send this guy out to kill you. Yeah. Remember, he ends up taking her into the tree at the end? Yeah. It was creepy. Great uh, special effects. That, well, there was that a, great uh, wind. What was it? The windmill scene where they went in it and they burned the whole thing up at the end. Oh, I don't remember that. That great stuff in the church too, where they had to like flee to the church, and yeah, it was gone. Yeah. It was an awesome movie, man. Yep. Coven of witches. Coven of witches. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the witch in the woods. Yeah. That they went and visited and everything, and they kind of like jumped out at the screen. Well, I don't want to say that was uh, Carol. Well, Kane remember, there's the scene. I'm, I'm, I think it was I, Carol Kane. Carol Kane like, on there. You're gonna have to look because I'm trying to say I um I th- wasn't there a scene where they show like 
three or four witches dancing around naked around the fire in the woods? No, I don't think that was. That this. wasn't in this. That was movie? just the one witch who was the sister of the witch that was chained up. Well, because I know Christina Ricci was trying to like help there. him. You yeah, know. she put that thing under his bed and everything. I wonder what movie I'm thinking of then. Yeah, you're thinking of a uh, Macbeth. Maybe so. Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Sleepy four, Hollow. Four rooms. <laughs> there was witches there too. A coven of witches. <laughs> and Tim Roth, who is in this next movie. Oh, nice. And uh, this is the great, uh, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I backpedaled. Well, let me walk that back. Great's a little strong. This was the very acceptable <laughs> 2001's Planet of the Apes. Oh, now, yeah. the only reason I well, say this is because I was a huge fan of the original Planet yeah. of the Apes. And the, the new ones, I loved the first one. I hated the second one, and I haven't seen the third one, but I heard the third one's good. I got about 30 minutes through it and turned it the off. Third the one? third yeah. one? Yeah. Did you I, like I just, the second one? I just got impatient. Um, the second one I thought was I good. I did not like the second one. The third one, I was just like, just get to the fucking war yeah. already. That first I, one I just was couldn't strong. wait. First one was that yeah, first one was good. James Franco was no. super strong. Oh, yeah, that oh, yeah. was really was good. good. Really yeah. good. Uh, and there were great but things that's about not the this. One we're talking about. The, <laughs> the ending of this, I actually thought was really cool. The, the ending of this, it was completely different than the ending of the I original Planet of the Apes. So you've got Mark Wahlberg, who's like. Oh, I have seen it. He's like an astronaut in space. Very of course, because when you think uh, of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't think it when I uh, saw what's his name in it either. Uh, hey, Donkey. How you doing? <laughs> Tell your mother I said hi. <laughs> it's like being a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the guy with the teddy bear? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he ends up landing very similar to the old school. What's the guy in the old one? Moses. Uh, uh, come on, you had damn, to ask, man. didn't the you? NRA guy? Yeah, the NRA guy. Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. Heston. There damn. we go. Very similar to the damn Charlton you. Heston way to a certain point, but you're realizing that they're experimenting on monkeys on the uh, on the space shuttle. You know, and it, and it turns out. Now, I'm going to be a little spoiler on this because it's it's kind of if you know the Planet of the Apes stuff. Because you're not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was worth watching for for one main reason. I tell you, no, for there was like three good reasons. Well. I like I like the ending, but there were two actors that were absolutely phenomenal in this movie. So ends up he ends up going to uh, the planet. You know, and uh, it, it, a lot of it's dealing with time travel in this movie, where time travel wasn't an issue in the original. So they end up landing on the planet. He realizes the only human among apes and everything, and all the apes are dealing with the class system and everything. But the, the main general uh, gorilla in this was Michael Clark Duncan. That's right. I remember that. Was he, a, was bad was, ass. he was badass. He was badass. I forgot about even that. Even he wasn't as badass as Tim Roth. Tim Roth played the head, head kind of... Uh, um, chimpanzee in this movie i guess he would be the caesar kind of of this movie and he was badass dude he looked badass and you he never want to be the caesar of anything that ends poorly <laughs> <laughs> uh but he was he's that would go down as one of the best villain roles of him he was psychotic and he really fell into he looked, that role and he looked, he looked great man. yeah this definitely needs to get put on the collage look at that fucking makeup dude it's that insane great man. man it's a really good look look at that and he played that to the hilt. He played that like he knew he was going to win an Oscar for this. And then he. I'll, I'll tell you what. If you if if I had to sit in the chair 
for three or four hours before Ooh. every time I did a scene, I want to win an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird because Tim Roth doesn't get enough credit for how amazing an actor he is. You know, he comes in there and a lot of times he's just playing that supporting role. He was so good in The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> or he's cut in uh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and they just give him credit at the end. Oh, that's I would have right. loved to know who it was in it. So uh, I love that Quentin likes him so much that at least he'll give him credit. He'll get paid. Yeah. Uh, so he, he used him enough. Yeah, I know. Well, he's true. Well, he did on The Hateful Eight. I was surprised they used him as much as they did in The Hateful Eight. He, I liked uh, his character. Yeah, his character was great. Uh, but yeah, you, you want to see him go next level, you watch Planet of the Apes. But uh, as most people know, the ending of the original, you know, he's he's going on the beach and he mm. sees the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, and, they never, and he realizes, oh, we I'm never on a left different planet. I'm on Earth. Yeah. He says, you guys did it. You really did it. And mm. then he's just screaming uh, at the top of his lungs. But what was great about this Planet of the Apes is he gets back into his spaceship and he ends up going back through the time rip to go back to Earth. Uh-huh. And once he gets back there, he lands in Washington and he walks up the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And the Lincoln Memorial looks just like the Lincoln Memorial, but it's got uh, a monkey face <laughs> on it. And above I do it, remember that. On, on above it, it's like in honor of, uh, in the, they say, the Tim Roth character who led all of us away from the, the humans or something. And all of a sudden, the sirens happen. He turns around. And there's like police everywhere, and everyone gets out, and everyone's a, uh, a gorilla. You realize that for what they did, it affected the entire Earth, wow. and it changed everything. And now that's how the apes are running it. So it kind of set it up like there was going to be a great sequel to it, but I don't think it was. It's one of those hard things, man. If you do a property that's kind of already established like that, you know you're like opening yourself to some Godzilla. serious ridicule. Like, has he done anything before this where it was like somebody else's... Well, Batman, I guess, but Batman was... Uh, he kind of did his own thing for but it. But still, that yeah. was... He, I mean, he Batman was, was probably a big property. I bet there's a lot of people over. like, you gave it to that wackadoo? Yeah. <laughs> and he wants who to play it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mom? What? <laughs> was it... Um, <coughs> was it Tim Burton that was going to do the Nicolas Cage Superman? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And they because called t- him? Because Tim Burton's all... Uh, well, they had, yeah, they pulled. You can they see, held, held you the can see footage of them in a hotel room, like trying the suit on. Yeah, and you can see Nicholas Cage in the suit. Doesn't it, look right. It doesn't look right yeah, at all. It looks like that was the best thing they ever did. He had like long, weird hair. Yeah, and, like greasy yeah. hair. It's like strange. Con Air hair. But both those guys are huge. Exactly, Con yeah. Air hair. But both those guys are huge. Point comic for book me. Fans. <laughs> you're giving yourself. I, I need one. Damn it! I'm behind. <laughs> I'm taking. <it. laughs> well, no, you're gonna. You've got the lead of this next one because I saw this in the theater and I really liked it. But I honestly have just not seen it since. And I know that it's one of your favorite Tim Burton ones. Is the uh, 2003's Big Fish. Oh yeah, dude. That is a fun. No, it is movie. a fun Answer movie, this for man. Me. Is that the same guy that plays the guy with the mask in the? In the Rob Zombie yes. movie, yeah, 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 yeah. the okay. giant. He plays the, the giant. Big, I mean, he, he, he died shortly. in this one. Yep, yep. He died shortly after yeah. Big Fish. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I liked. And this now movie, Rob Zombie's got another remember. big guy that he uses. Oh, really? Uh, he's going to be using in the uh, Three from Hell. We should mention too. We, me and Justin, got our uh, sneak preview month and a half ahead of schedule to uh, see Three from Hell. Yeah, and get free movie poster and free movie. Poster. I got to watch uh, Devil's Rejects. I own it. So Sweet. after I watch, I'll let you borrow. You haven't seen it yet. I've seen it. Yeah. I just haven't seen it a yeah, bunch really of times. You really want to be up there with it. But yeah, yeah that guy who was in a House of a Thousand Corpses, really good and a major character in this, right? So yeah. basically, is it so? Albert Finney is isn't he like on his deathbed and he's telling his life story to you and McGregor, right? No, to Billy uh, Crudup. 
So he's telling his life story to Billy Crudup, but when they show him in the past it's living that life, it's, he's him. played by uh, younger Albert Finney's played by Ewan McGregor. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's about all I know. And this is the story. This is the story that he's been telling all of Ewan McGregor's life, and it's very far fetched. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like um, the title, it's a big fish story. Or... Right, and well, and so basically, he ran away from home, joined the carnival, um, and you know, like the story is all about his life, and it's it's just very kind of like um, Tim Burton ish, you yeah. know. It's different uh, situations and people that he comes across. Right, and he just kind of like reruns into people throughout his journey. Um, like there's one really cool scene where the, he, I don't remember if he just met the giant or I can't remember exactly, but he's walking down a path and the path goes one of two ways and, right. and he goes through like, you know, the road less traveled. And, it, and it's like a town. It's like a hidden town, right? Yeah. Is that where yeah. it was? It's like um, a hidden valley ranch, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he ends up like meeting his like future wife there. And who who plays his future wife? Oh, you're catching me off guard here. I don't have the cast pulled uh, up. Well, I remember the parts I remember is the Danny DeVito played like the is he the carnival barker? Or yeah, something? he was like the circus master. The circus guy, yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting that Tim Burton later cast him almost in that a very similar role in Dumbo, which we're not really talking about in this on this particular one, but we should definitely mention. I hear good things about it, but I've seen my Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, me too. Can only watch that poor elephant uh die so many times. <laughs> yeah, right. I was just <laughs> and the bully that other elephant. Yeah. I seen a but, horse fly. Well, those are the crows. I know. Yeah. <laughs> They're bastards. But uh yeah, I mean it's a fantasy story and it's about this guy's life and it's a love story and it's a fantasy story at the same time and it's really well made. Um But and it allows you to see things differently because of the way the father's telling the story. Exactly. Yeah. It's very like you know, fantasy like. Um which leaves Billy Crudup to the job of kind of piecing together what's real, what's not real. And I mean, this movie's been out since 2003. I can kind of give away the twist at the end. Um, so his whole life, he basically thinks that his dad's story is just a bunch of bullshit, yeah. you know? Um, and when his dad is finally dying, all of the people that he's yeah. heard all about show up, yeah. you know? and They look just like he, we saw them? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all, you know, pretty much the same age. And they take him to the river, and he's like carrying him. I remember he's like almost running with him. Yeah, too. yeah. It's like he weighs nothing. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, and he takes him to the river and he puts him in the river and he becomes this giant fish. Yeah. You know, big fish. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, there, there you go. Point for Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, now I just giving him away. <laughs> I just said the title of the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, well, and the other thing is, is that his um, Beetlejuice. <laughs> His uh, love interest, and I just can't remember who she is, um, she was like, you know, the big fish, the one that got away, the one that he was always after. And, and he meets so, her in the water. Yeah, and she's she's like the lady in the water, you know. Oh, um, and it's just, it's a really cool story. And of course, you know, I love fishing. And so, you know, it's just, a, it's a really, really fun movie. Deep Roy was in this movie, too. Deep Roy was the guy that was always with Danny DeVito, the really short guy that was at the carnival with uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah. Who went on to do this next movie because he was cast as all the Oopaloopas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he has been doing stuff since uh, Jedi. He was uh, uh, Droopy McCool in Jabba's Palace. You know who that is? That's the creature that was playing the flute. 
Oh yeah, and the yeah, band yeah. Oh, that's wow. Droopy McCool. So that was Deep uh, Deep Roy who uh, played him, but he went on to do all the Oompa Loompas, huh. which is what we're talking about next. Charlie yeah. and the Chocolate Factory. Now I had a love hate relationship with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because I thought the movie was good. I loved all the kids. I loved all the parents. Johnny Depp. No. Yeah. It, His, it was not a he good. Was uh, just weird. Yeah, it was not a good way to play it. It was different, but I agree. It wasn't. It wasn't, diff- it wasn't different. Good though. You couldn't. You you just can't top Gene Wilder. You can't. But if you're going to, don't play it weird it's, over the top. It's very much like um, Joker from uh, Suicide Squad. Jared yeah, Leto, yeah. Just, you know, just, it's just like took I see out where you were going. My favorite but, entire element of that whole first one, they took it completely out. Which is what? Which is where the guy was gonna buy off the. Everliving Gobstopper. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Remember? The, so, uh, yeah, the it had sl- like Slug or whatever. Yeah. Slugworth. Slugworth. Slugworth yeah. was yeah. going to pay him a bunch of money. Well, arguably, the old version that we grew up with and we loved, the one in the 70s, didn't follow the book as well. And I think that is what Tim Burton wanted to do. He wanted to get a little bit more close to the book, uh-huh. which there was a lot of great it's scenes. It's one of Maria's that, favorite books, I think. Uh, I love that the one of the best scenes like in the book movie. was the the squirrel scene, and oh, that yeah, wasn't that was in the original. And it's arguably the best scene in this one. Stay away from that squirrel of nuts. Uh, <laughs> the Oompa Loompa guy. Every yeah. scene with them. Deep was Roy, great. man, he was yeah. great. And you got to see how he met him and everything in the uh, they uh, in the woods. Literally, the only thing that pisses me off about this is Johnny Depp. Every time he's on screen, every time he takes his look, every time he says that's that, weird, and you yeah. just the thing he's doing, it's not good, man. You could totally bring somebody <laughs> else there. It was almost to do it. like a bad Michael Jackson impersonation. Yeah, you know, it was really it was weird. It was I don't. He said in an interview that he was he tried to do it. He wanted his character was based on what he thought George Bush Jr. would be if he was high. That's what he said. Hmm. So I think he was high when he said it. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny a, Depp was high. It was a, a bad choice because I loved I loved all the uh, those kids were so much better than the uh, the other kids. I, I like the old school ones too because I was a huge fan of that movie. So it's hard to dislike any of it. But these new kids were great. That one major kid who played Charlie Bucket has gone on and he's super famous now on TV. He's the good doctor, mm-hmm. that doctor that has autism. He's also plays Norman Bates in the Bates Motel series on okay. uh, Netflix. So he's went on to a huge career. The guy who played the grandpa father was great remember that his parents were helena bottom, bottom carter, carter and, and noah the, taylor and the guy from uh-huh. yeah the one was on heroin that fell asleep in the middle of the story no and they that, robbed the card game that no no him. that's not him noah taylor was the guy from uh he played Lara croft's uh guy who made the weapons for Lara croft he's oh, also okay. he also played hitler twice he played hitler in the preacher series <laughs> when you played him twice yeah he's People really go like he's yeah. Right, in, dude. Uh, yeah something's yeah. behind this yeah he's I get really it. good at this like, <laughs> did you see the old one with john cusack where he was the, te- painter, the painter teacher yeah, max yeah max he played hitler in that that's noah taylor oh that's Noah. yeah, taylor. yeah, that's yeah that movie was great so good if and want, he went on to shoot game the mood of thrones for hitler movie. yeah <laughs> this is a it's at least a better one than the than you the would others. definitely recognize noah taylor if you pull his picture up but he played a great uh dad in this movie too uh so it, it was interesting to see some of those scenes that you didn't get to see that you it was sucks not to see some of the scenes that they took out like the everlasting gobstopper and everything but i like the idea that these kids were so kind of shitty <laughs> that these kids were so fucking shitty that he probably could have decided in the first five minutes who he was going to get the factory to. Yeah. Because some of them were bad. I mean, you got Mike TV, Mike Ruka TV. Salt, uh, 
Violet Beauregard, mm-hmm. uh, Augustus Gloop. <laughs> but people are comparing Boris, uh, the guy that just became prime minister in uh, in Boris England. Johnson. What, is it Boris Johnson? There, mm. they said, "See what happens when you let Augustus Gloop become the head of the company." That's awesome. <laughs> nice. um, did Violet turn Violet in this one? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, did. she did. Okay, it was, it was, but she it looked blew up better. like forty times. Yeah. Whereas okay. before she just blew up, and it was similar in uh, remember in the new one with the the nuts. Uh, remember, she was messing with the uh, tried to grab the squirrel, and mm, then they dragged her. And, squirrel, she, man. and she fell on the thing. And Johnny Depp's like, uh, "Well, she was a bad nut." In the old one, mm. uh, Violet went. She she was singing and everything, and she was on like the scale, and the scale dropped her down. Right. And uh, Gene Wilder said, "She's a bad egg." Instead of a bad nut. So oh it was, yeah, it was interesting. Huh. Interesting. They must. I could completely That's right, understand. That's right, because they were the goose. They that, did it. The goose that laid the golden eggs, yeah. and that was they, the tester. Yep. Yeah. They did do one of those safety shots at the end where they walked all the parents with their kids still alive out of the. Place. Oh yeah. <laughs> on this one. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Because yeah. they did not on the. Oh, old the old one. one they, they didn't mind <laughs> about being creepy when they got on that boat to yeah. ride down yeah. the oh, Chicago River. Great, dude. It was scary though. Yeah. You were, yeah. Like Gene Wilder almost lost his shit. You were like, "What the hell is he talking about?" Yeah, it was it was good, but it was one of those things that it's a, such a beloved he property. He redeems himself. Uh, oh yeah, the next one he definitely redeems himself. But it, this was that was around the time that Johnny Depp was really pushing the envelope with his quirky characters, yeah. and that people were like, okay. What you was know. that one, Mordecai? Yeah, I, I, I never, never did see. I it. never saw it. it wasn't, and I remember uh, it was k- kind of shitty, but. The only time I forgave him for because now he hasn't done it for so long, I don't mind it as much. Mm-hmm. But that character in the Kevin Smith movies is still one of his best things as the, oh, yeah. the, the as French, the incompetent Canadian, French, uh, Canadian uh, detective. detective. Oh, Have you seen uh, Tusk or Yoga Hosers? No. Just to see Johnny Depp play that fucking crazy ass. He was like, he did some weird thing where he had one eye going one way and one going the other two, and he was just wild, <laughs> he was man. Great. And Kevin Smith kept people from knowing that he was going to be in the film until Tusk came out. And then when Yoga Hosers came out, you didn't realize that it carried over that character. Uh-huh. So he's going to do that Moose Jaws movie, and he's going to come in as a detective in that. Think too. about that, though. Oh, nice. You have you're Kevin Smith, and you got one of the biggest actors in the world, and you don't even use him yeah. to sell the movie. Well, do you know why he's in it, right? Because his daughter's in it. Yeah, they're, because his daughter is friends. They're they're best yeah. friends. They grew up and went to like grade school together. That's awesome. So he he spent his whole like life going to like pool parties at Johnny Depp's house and everything. So, all right, this next one and this Being was fun. I I love this <laughs> I love this next one. I am not a musical guy, you know, no. and very few I. musicals that I could even think of that I like. I guess Willie the the old Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory technically. Technically, could be called a musical, mm-hmm. uh, but not many. I, I didn't mind Chicago. I thought Chicago was interesting. Same with Did you Moulin like Rouge. original Grease? Uh, no, you a fan of Grease? No, didn't like it. You know, Rock and Roll High School. That was kind of a musical. I like that. But that was more comedy and inappropriate humor. But like Moulin Rouge, it was fun. I could understand. I, I appreciate it. Same with Chicago. But Sweeney Todd. Now that shit is right up my alley, man. Yeah. And it, first I wonder of all, why. <laughs> first of all, it's Steven Soderbergh, and the songs are very strange. It's it's not like they're singing real songs. It's like they're just putting music to dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you hear Timothy Sprawl and uh, Alan Rickman singing in the street, you're like, what the hell? How hard was this for them to even sing? Uh, did you end up getting to watch any of it? I, I watched Hated about it. an hour and 20 minutes of it and screamed at it and turned it off. You you dipped before all the murders? <laughs> no, I saw him kill Sasha Baron Cohen. And oh, I, man, I, that was so like, good. No, and that was great. But everything that, that was everything I saw before that. that and everything I saw after that, I was just like, I can't do this. Oh, man, <laughs> the stuff after that was awesome, man. Yeah, when I, they just, when you, you realize what they did with the bodies? 
I nope. you don't even know. Okay. Nope. We'll, you can we'll tell spoil me. Some yeah. Stuff <laughs> no, if it, I couldn't recommend it to a lot of people because that's of the true. musical element. Yeah. No, and that's was, all it was. It was dark. You know, I, this was I, a very I, dark. I'll have to be honest with you. There was a couple of music scenes that I fast forwarded because the, the very beginning it starts out. It, it's a very lay Miz kind yeah. of uh, story it, or Count of you know? Monte Cristo. Almost. Count of Monte Cristo is very much like this. So mm. basically, Alan Rickman's this judge who happens to see Johnny Depp's wife and just decides, newborn child uh, and newborn yeah. child and decides to just no, she's mine now. Yeah. I'll raise this child as my own, who I'm eventually gonna marry, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which is creepy. That in was itself. creepy as fuck. And they keep her in the room, kind of like Cosette in. And so Johnny Depp's like Jean Valjean if he had like straight razors <laughs> and he killed everyone. So basically Johnny Depp's coming back into town and no one recognizes except for um, Mrs. Lovett who's Helena Bonham Carter. It's one of the best things. Mm-hmm. Probably she's except done since Fight Club. Fight Club yeah. I think Fight Club and this were two of her like primo stuff and the stuff in Harry Potter. She played a psychotic That's woman right. in Harry Potter and it was fun to watch her go crazy. Uh, this was like a, she's already there. She's this like, was yeah. like a, she just has to turn just it on. Turns it to one. <laughs> this was like a Harry Potter reunion movie, man. Because you had Alan Rickman, you had uh, Timothy Sproul who played uh, Wormtail, and mm-hmm. you had uh, Helena Bonham Carter. So basically, he's come back into town. Helena Bonham Carter tells him your wife's uh, poisoned herself, but your daughter's being held by the judge in this thing. And he comes in on a ship, and his shipmate actually falls in love with his daughter and wants to kind of help her escape and everything. So basically, it's it's all Johnny Depp's there to do is get revenge. And we it starts getting crazy around the 45-minute mark, which I had warned Justin. I said, you might want to just jump to the 45-minute mark. Once I saw the Sasha Baron, Baron Cohen like, came out, I was like, okay, good. We're finally here. Yeah. That was like, a great one no, of the that best was musicals that when was, he was doing the shaving contest. Yeah, that was really with good. With the kid who was really good in this yeah. movie, too. He was really good. Uh, he, he, was a, he sang better than anybody else. Yeah. I love when Sasha Baron Cohen, so he gets up there, and Sasha Baron Cohen recognizes him immediately and he calls him out and he's trying to blackmail him mm-hmm. i i want half your wages and this and that and then i love where his uh he his voice changes when mm-hmm. he gets up there and he just talks in his normal accent mm-hmm. yeah but then when he goes back and in, into it and he says mr sweeney mm-hmm. and then fucking johnny depp slices his throat it was a good death scene, some right? of the some yeah. of the blood spurts you could tell that whoever was working the pump in this movie had went hands. overboard yeah. and you don't even know the half of it how mm-hmm. bad it gets but i think that was part of the watchability of it yeah it was fun if you go over the top mm-hmm. then it's a lot easier. it's way to, over the top that's what i'm sure, saying if yeah. you go way over the top it's a lot easier than if you make do, it look very realistic yeah, and yeah. slow mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's like the difference between bone hog <laughs> <laughs> uh but i love it what's her name uh Helen Barcom comes up, and I should mention this was based on this is a, a Broadway play. Yeah, this was uh, done as a TV movie in '73, and Angela Lansbury played the Mrs. Lovett character. Mm-hmm. She was known for a lot of times as the kind of crazy woman who makes the meat pies. So what ends up happening is he realizes uh, he he's really pissed off, and Johnny Depp's like. I'm busting out my straight razors, and I'm just going to kill everyone I don't think is worthy. And he just ends up killing everybody. Mm-hmm. People, And he builds this contraption on his chair that once he's done slitting someone's throat, he hits a button with his foot, and the floor opens up, and the body slides down into the basement, that, and you see each one of their heads hit the cement and just crack and you know the, on the ground. Do you know the serial killer H.H. H. Holmes? No. They use a lot of him. He, w- he built a hotel... In, during the it World's Fair. It was kind of Jack the Ripperish type. But he killed 100 people. Yeah. 
compared to five. And that's but he kinda, had a house where he would change contractors every like six weeks, so they wouldn't know what he was building. Yeah. He built like gas chambers, but one of the things he built was a chute that shot the bodies down onto the into the basement where they'd crack on the. Have they as made soon a as I saw that, that show, what's that? Have they made a movie about that? They have a documentary out there that'll freak you out. I'll have to look that up. H H Holmes. <laughs> it's the the killing at the World's Fair because. Huh. People would come and stay in his hotel, and he would just kill them. So it's it's really interesting where where Helena Bonham Carter's character really gets on board with this, and I love that song where they're singing and they're looking out at the crowds, mm. and they realize, oh, we could kill anybody, and we could kill the lawyers, and we can kill this. And so what they end up doing is Johnny Depp kills the people. He dumps them down into the basement, and down in the basement there's this huge ultra meat grinder that uh-huh. she's just grinding and feeding, putting the dead bodies in the meat pies uh-huh. and feeding them and to everyone hit. in town. Yeah. And they get like super huge. Yeah, because uh, she was the worst in town. She was I the worst cook now she's the best, <laughs> Now right? she's the best. Yeah. And they like switch the songs, and it's it's really fun. Yeah, it's, and they get that little kid that's uh, that was working for Sasha Baron Cohen mm-hmm. to kind of work for them. Uh-huh. And uh, but Cannibal, that, that last is great. that last fifteen minutes though are just insane when. Yeah. When they uh, they finally get Alan Rickman in there, remember he almost kills Alan Rickman. Did you watch that yeah, part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets interrupted. Yeah. And he gets to that point then, and then he he gets his revenge. He screams at him, and then he doesn't slit his throat. He stabs him in the throat with it, and then rips it open, and the blood's spewing everywhere. And he dumps him down below. But the little kid is downstairs and doesn't realize what's been going on the whole time. So when the body hits the ground and he looks over at the uh, the meat grinder, there's like people's feet and fingers up there and everything. <laughs> he should have seen some signs. <laughs> I'm just saying. Here's where the spoilery twist comes in. There's a moment uh, where that old bag woman that's been hanging around the area. The one that gives, uh, uh, he gives her the. They shoo her away at some point. His prison mate gives gives him a her a quarter or something yeah, to something. say she's just this bag wet woman that they show uh, out on the streets and they keep shooing her away from different parts uh, of town she ends up wandering up into sweeney todd's kind of shop there and he's like what the hell are you doing here and just slits her throat and blood spills down he hits the button and she falls straight down well after alan rippon died he goes down in the basement and he's looking at her and he realizes that's my wife my wife was not oh, killed. My fuck. wife is the bag woman on the street, and she wasn't poisoned. And Mrs. Lovett's uh, been lying to me the whole time. So he grabs Helena Bonham Carter and dances her around a couple times and throws her in the fucking oven and shuts the door. And through the door, you see her whole face like char up and uh, almost start melting. That's and out awesome. of nowhere, the kid jumps out of the sewer where he was hiding and slits Johnny Depp's throat. And Johnny Depp's throat. Uh, or body falls on his wife and the blood just pours from his neck all over his wife's face and boom movie over <laughs> it's very it was great it's very, whoever I like did your these version of it a lot better very, well, yeah because I'm not singing it. <laughs> it's very Shakespearean it is mm-hmm. but I think as far as musical goes it's a lot more tolerable because the songs are not only dark but they're sang weird you know other than maybe the only song that's really sappy to me was the one with the girl singing and the guys down below on the, mm-hmm. uh, on the street I fast forwarded through at least two or three yeah. of the songs uh, but some of them are fun like the one where Helen Barham Carnes imagining how life would oh, be yeah, yeah. when that they're on the good. beach that and everything. Good. That was really great, man. What a, a great image. Uh, very dark movie. Really dark. Mm-hmm. But if anyone could do it, you would imagine it would be perfect for Tim uh, Burton to take care of. So, so yeah, that's his 14 here. Like I said, we left Dumbo off. There's, there's several on here. We didn't talk Caroline 
or the Frank and Weenie remake. Didn't he do like Alice in Wonderland? He did Alice in Wonderland, which didn't make it, which he was good. He did the second you know? one too. Yeah, it, it was it was decent, but it was it was also weird. Do you remember I wonder why with, with Helena Bonham Carter they made her head like yeah. really big. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Johnny Depp was the Johnny Mad Hatter. Depp. Johnny Depp was the Mad Hatter, and he was he was all right as the Mad Hatter. He was interesting. Uh, that was another one that I I loved the old cartoon a lot. Yeah. So it was difficult Cheshire to, Cat. It was difficult to see it, but it's one of those properties that you can immediately think of and be like, who would be a perfect director for this weird, colorful movie? Mm-hmm. Tim Burton. Yeah, I he's got to be in the role. Well, I think that and. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory came yep. out kind of back to back all. Yeah, I think they were pretty pretty close to each other. I think other. everybody was sick of Giant Dip at that point. Uh, they, yeah, they by were the a second, little overloaded with Tim Burton's style at that point. And a I think bit too. Johnny Depp suffered from that uh, thing that happens with a lot of uh, actors, where a lot of their shits released at the same time. So he's playing this wacky pirate in one yeah. movie, and he's playing this other. Thing all the while, he's dating supermodels yeah. and doing pounds of blow. Yeah, Amber <laughs> Amber Heard, remember? He had to do this. Uh, do you remember where he was doing a movie in Australia, and she was traveling to see him, and she went on a private jet and uh, brought her dog with her, and not and tried to uh, and bypass they, the quarantine. Yeah, and, and they caught her. And they, then, like two days later, they, they're doing this uncomfortable service message on television. Australia is filled with the finest people and uh, rich uh, wildlife and environment, and we don't want anything to disrupt that environment. So they were doing like a PSA for it. I mean, you could tell it was forced. Wow, like that's a big we'll violation, you though. Because Absolutely. the problem is if if they bring a disease over yeah. that's oh, yeah. not there, mm-hmm. then that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. We can't have rich people fuck up the environment. So but he's like he get I, off what he did. But. They were gonna put. They were like Yorkies, and they put yeah. him on. They put him in quarantine, and at one point they were gonna put him to sleep. Oh wow! And I think Johnny Depp had to <laughs> it pay like three or four hundred thousand dollars for a jet to like take it back. Man, oh the my dog. god! Watch the video of the PSA for it. It looks like they told he did it like right after they told him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're gonna have to do this. Yeah, you know, go over there and speak into that camera. <laughs> it's like that scene from Airplane Two. Where they got the yeah, they got the gun against his head. Yeah. <laughs> I just had the gun off camera. <laughs> so yeah, it, they had the gun and the dog off camera. Like, yeah. So yeah, upcoming movies, Beetlejuice Two, man. I just I can't wait to see if that happens, man. Because most of all those people are around and can be doing their stuff. See, I saw something the other day where they had like recasted it or something like that, and I was as like, Michael Keaton's, Keaton's in it. As long as Michael Keaton's in it, they can do whatever they yeah. want. Really, that's all I care about. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love for them to get Catherine O'Hara mm, back. They could, they could no. easily get uh, or Winona. They could get Winona. All those people are around. There's I'm no sure. one in that movie that's. But not it wouldn't anymore. bother me if they didn't. No, I, I I completely accept the idea that they could take Michael Keaton and just bring him to somebody yeah. else's house. You know. Yeah, it just says status in development yeah, on in development. IMDb. It's better than. Not we're ripe. Being we're developed. ripe for that type of thing to happen right now because of all the movies that are being remade and coming out soon. Ghostbusters 2020, man. Oh, oh, I've seen some images from it because you know it's. Uh, the the kid from Stranger Things is in it, and uh, they're starting to slowly reveal different cast members. So, I mean, it's supposed to come out. I have the date right here when that's supposed to come out. I'm Let's sure he see. does. <laughs> oh, I have upcoming movie release dates. You wouldn't believe some of the movies that are coming out. Uh, yeah, July. So next summer. <laughs> about him? Here we go. <laughs> next. Fat Ju- Jack loved him some catfish. <laughs> His daughter fed him the bone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, July 10th. So okay. it's going to be a summer movie next year, and it should be uh, really great. Hell but yeah. I'm, I'm fully in. 
everyone who who likes Beetlejuice is no way if Michael Keaton comes back as him and wears that makeup and everything. Oh, everyone I'm in. is going to be there. Really to like, Who's Beetle Guys? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Beetle Guys. <laughs> Maybe we great. should call that Beetle Guys character. <laughs> we got plenty of snakes and lizards for them to play with. No problem. Yeah. At all. yeah. <laughs> Oh, so much fun. I, I can't believe that they didn't make one right afterwards, you know? He just Ten got, worms. You ate them, too. <laughs> I hate them myself. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Those were awesome. Yeah, I, I very look forward to all Tim Burton's flicks that he has coming out. Uh, he could be doing some weird, wild stuff. Uh, hopefully, he just doesn't. I mean, you kind of get into that um, method what of if he taking did over something, other What if he did properties. something completely straight? Yeah, that would be, be weird. Crazy. It would be kind of crazy, but I, there's like so many different stuff that kind of could go with his like type of style. Like a bank robbery movie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp and Helen Bonham Carter. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's Tim Burton. Next week, there might be something going on next Hell week. Hell yes. Next week is our 100th episode. Do we get a check? Got to stay alive for one more week. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, now that you said that, Justin? No, I hey. told you. I got the next 20 topics See, already now slated. Now so. it's more. Uh, I'll give you a sneak <laughs> peek of them afterwards. Uh, Dave apparently is going to ruin one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, next week we're going to not only it'll be 100 That episode, would be kind of punk rock, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can rebound. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but for half a second, you'd be like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it is pouring outside. It is, is pouring it? outside. I don't oh. know if you can hear that. But yeah, next week will be our wild card pod. We're going to all pick five movies that none of us know what we're going to pick. Hopefully we're going to pick movies we haven't talked a lot about. Uh, Dave comes in with Back to the Future and stuff like that. We might have to revolt. Uh, I don't think you can. I think the, the very essence of the wild, the wild card, card is, is wild card. you can talk about. There are no rules. Like, I could choose five movies from Tim Burton to talk yeah, about. You. <laughs> and you, you could do it. I could do it. I second it. <laughs> I, I, it's in the movie. It's in the movie. Yes. Hell Point yes. Three. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, and we're going to play some games next week. We're going to see. It's going to be the Battle of Dave versus Justin trivia huh. style. Hell I'm yes. going to create some of these. Uh, we'll do them round for round. Every round, uh, they'll see who the winner is. And uh, You don't have as much of a disadvantage as you think because I know it all up here. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember. Like if he asks names and oh, dates and they'll be titles, <laughs> that's going to be tough for me. Like I, I could... I see his face, and I can tell you 15 more movies mm-hmm. he was in, and I can tell you the director of the other six movies no, he did. It could be like uh, which of these actors has won more uh, uh, Academy Awards, or it could be Michael Douglas. It could be that style. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are way off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that'll be next week. Until then, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, give us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes. You can also find us on Facebook uh, under Fascinated with Films. Or you can send us an email, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so until next week's big episode, see ya. Peace. Bye. This town needs an enema. <laughs> <laughs>